All right, all right. Welcome back. We have got a special one here. Welcome to our best of the decade podcast that is 2010 to 2019. I'm Trey Alessio alongside Brandon Ogden in the studio. Brandon, how you doing? I'm good. You're here? I'm here. I'm excited about this one. This This is fun. fun. So I I feel like every year our favorite podcast is the best of the year podcast, and we have that one on the way, but this one's special because it's best of the decade. We wanted to do one just because... That's kind of the fun thing to do. We see a bunch of uh, best of decade lists when it comes to um, these pop culture events. So we wanted to throw our two cents in. Um, what? So here I, I found I found this funny. What were you doing ten years ago? It's just fucking crazy to think about. We ten. We would have been in high school. We. I, I mean, you're not. You would have been fifteen. I would have been sixteen. I mean, we'd be going on sixteen. Ten years right? ago. Yeah. 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 yeah, so like just getting your fucking license, like isn't that crazy to yeah. think about? Like it is crazy, it's just insane. Like time flies, try and catch it. Um, so with that said, we had to compile top ten lists Brutal. of basically everything we're doing: TV, movies, songs, albums, actors, actresses, uh, athletes, sports moments, everything in between. Everything that we are passionate about and that we cover on this podcast, at this brand, we're going to rank it decade list. It's going to be crazy. With that also being said, I feel like these lists are inherently flawed. Like, yeah. like we're going we're going to miss a shit ton of stuff. It's just inevitable. Um, we did the best. And before we actually get going, before we... You know, after my little intro here, we can talk about like our criteria and stuff like yeah, that. I think that's important. Right, right. So, um, with this special podcast, we are going to be ranking our favorite TV shows, movies, songs, albums, sports moments, and much more from the past decade. The best of the best from 2010 to the end of 2019. Just like our best of 2019 podcast, we will go back and forth in descending order, giving our reasoning behind our selections. A lot of entertainment to sift through to make our picks, so this is going to be a fun. Uh, this will probably be a lengthy podcast because we have fun with it and we get into details, so strap in and let's get this bread. Um, we're going to start off with TV shows, but like I just said, I, I, I think we should start off with kind of some criteria background. Um, I'll start, I guess. Okay. For me, it was a mixture. I mean... I always say this. It's the body of work. Um, I also have to enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to put my least favorite song on the list. Yep. Um, you know, even if it's the most popular song. I So I, I kind of cross-blended my favorite mix with the best in my mind. Um, you know, in terms of TV shows, I just think pure like what I think is the best, the most compelling in terms of movies. It's not box office. It's what I think is the best movie. Um, I'm not really taking an Oscars into contention, but that helps, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's, yep. it's just the body of work. I know that's kind of a vague thing, but the body of work. Yeah. So my criteria kind of switches depending on what the, that's fair. That's was. fair too. So yeah. for TV show, um, number one, I had to see it, see it. Same. Okay. Two, I had to be super compelled. There had to be something to keep, like, keep, like, I think of it this way. When an episode ends, 
am I ready to watch another one? Yeah. You know, uh, kind of like, am I ready to binge it almost? Right. Um, that type of thing. And then number three for me was it had to have at least um, two seasons. Oh, okay. In the 2010s. Okay. See, I do not have that criteria. So, yep. um, but that's that's fair. So, I mean, we're gonna have different things. And here's another thing: we haven't seen each other's yes. list, so this is a complete surprise. I'm really looking forward to seeing the differences yeah. and seeing where 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 we lie here. Uh, so, all right, um, let's let's get it going. TV shows is our first category. We are going to start with number ten and work our way up. Uh, two number one back and forth. So, do you want me to go first? Go for it. This is I'm gonna start off with a bang with a hot take. Okay. Pound for pound, I genuinely think if this th- this is uh, worthy of a decade, and you're gonna maybe you'll laugh, maybe it's a novelty effect, but Watchmen. Okay. HBO. It was only it's only been one season, but I have heard rumblings that it could be done. Like uh, they may not come back for a season two. Um, I listened to a podcast with the showrunner that um, it was really a really interesting podcast and like his thought process behind the whole thing. And he said, for the past two years, I devoted my life to this show and I've always been able to answer why and why now. He says, for a season two, I can't answer that right now. So I don't know if we're going to get a season two, but pound for pound, this fucking show is incredible. I know Brandon hasn't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to get him on it. I know you've been busy, but you have to watch this at some point because it is incredible. Um, and I, I promise not every fucking selection will be this long. But yep. I, I want to show you, show you, just like try and get you to watch it. Yeah. So it is the like, it is such a dense show. It is on the surface level superheroes, gods, aliens, like weird shit that just hearing that you're like, sounds stupid. <laughs> but they mix it with race, they mix, mix it with justice, morality. Fucking incredible, unique, fun show. Highly recommend. If it's only one season, pound for pound, it deserves to be on this list. All right. So, right. Watchmen number ten. Also, I'm fighting a fighting a tough cough here. Bra- so. Brandon's fighting the cold, so I'm here for the people, though. All right, I, I my number that. ten, also an HBO show that you put me on to. You were a big fan of. It's Succession. Ooh, Succession. Yeah. Uh, I think if this is one of those where I think if it was more seasons, uh, we only got two right. this decade, um, I think it climbs the list pretty easily. Right. Um, I could easily see this if we do a 2020's best of decade yeah. being a top three show. Um, <clears throat> incredible writing, incredible acting. Some of the characters on there are just amazing. So um, unique. Some of the best characters. Right. Um, and like you said, they are unique characters. Um, so a lot of twists and turns throughout the whole show, um, keeps you kind of second guessing. Mm -hmm. Um, so succession is my number 10. I respect that. Spoiler alert. Succession did not make my list. Um, yeah, I I love it. It's, I think the best show on TV right now. I just, you know, there's going to be more seasons. So I need, I need to see where they're going to go. And right now, if it ended, it would definitely be on the fucking list. It's amazing. Best fucking writing I've seen in a long time. But I know it's going to keep going. So the fact that I know that, I want to see where they go with it. So it didn't make my list. But it, it is worthy. It's a great show. So good pick. Moving on to number nine. I'm going to go True Detective. That includes... Hold on. Before you go, my number nine is also True Detective. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. There, there you so go. So we can talk about it together. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So True Detective, season one probably is my favorite season. I could argue that's one of the best seasons of TV that I've ever seen. Right. It's it, it incredible. Was incredible. Dark, gripping, like just like spine chilling yep. shit. 
Uh, season two, not the greatest. Season uh, two, I didn't even finish. Really? Uh, see, I finished it. There's just way too much going on. Too many uh, storylines. Too many storylines. Too like in the detail about like real Weird estate and shit. different things. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly was rooting for it because I like when like comedic actors switch over to I'm a huge Vince drama. Vaughn fan. Yeah, I'm a big Vince Vaughn fan, so I was rooting for it. I watched it. It just when they, I remember them bringing in like blue diamonds, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is this? But it did get back on track with season three, Mahershala Absolutely. Ali. Um, I thought did an outstanding job. That was a really really good season. So I hope they keep doing more seasons I, and I don't they haven't announced it but I hope they do mm-hmm. but I think it's definitely worthy of a decade list so I do too both of our number nines both of our number nines all right true detective moving on for number eight and now now that you said already one and I left it off the list I'm like damn maybe I should have put it instead of this one but it's okay it's on my list Ozark on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, it has two seasons um, I know they're working on a third one but it is really, really good. Um, I, I, it's just in getting into the mind of a money launderer, and uh, I love those type of things—the crime kind of dramas—and uh, it really goes into like, ha- like harsh detail about money laundering, and it's very well written. I'm excited to see where it goes. Ozark, Netflix. All right, my number eight. My number eight's Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Um, I actually was surprised when I. I kind of just did a Google of like top right. ten shows, and this was like number one for a lot of um, like websites and right. people. Um, hilarious! One of the best um, cast collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the funniest written shows. Ron Swanson is, um, <coughs> as far as like comedy, one of the greatest characters I've ever seen. Um, I'd put him up there with like a George Costanza with a Michael Scott. I mean, he's that funny. Um, it was great. It was super, super funny. Um, wrapped up really, really well, um, and was on for a long time. So let me ask you this: I, I, so I know it ended in the 2010s. Do you know what it started before then, right? Uh, and that's okay. I'm not saying yeah. it's not on the criteria. I just yeah. Um, it did it start in like 08 or something like that. Okay, it started like that. Got you. So it did. It did go for a while. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. 2009 to 2015. And I casually watch it when it's on like Comedy Central. I've never seen it from beginning to end, much like The Office. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never seen The Office from beginning to end, but I mean, The Office is amazing. And it, Parks and Rec is funny. They have good characters Big that fan. sprung a lot of yeah. careers. So. All right, good pick. Um, we're on to number seven. This one has a long way to go, but I've, I love where it's been so far, and that is Barry. Um, Barry on HBO with Bill Hader, just outstanding. Um, it's like the, it's one of the darkest comedies I've seen in a long time. Very unique. Honestly, it could be, um, pawned off as a drama. Um, it's very, very dark and dense at points, but it's also really funny. The, have you, have you watched Barry? I have not yet. You have not. Okay. There's one episode in season two where, um, the kid goes on this like this the karate kid dude fucking hilarious one of the best episodes uh bill Hader, barry you would really like it i i want you to watch it but yeah barry number seven my number seven so i haven't seen uh all of these seasons yet um but what i've seen is so so damn good um it also has the critical acclaim it's veep um julia lewis dreyfus yep uh Absolutely, like, bonkers, but hilarious storylines throughout each. Um, 
I haven't had the time to go back through and finish all of it yet. I think I watched the first like two and a half seasons. Sure. Um, but just absolutely incredible. I think she won what like yeah, best she, actress. She in won a, a lot. Comedy, of almost times. like every year except yeah. for this last year. Do you know? Um, so I know it just ended in 2019. Uh huh. Do you know what season it ended on? Was it like eight I think or something? It was like six or seven. Okay. Wow. Um, so it, it went on it, for it quite did go a while. For a while. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, uh, we are on number six now. Um, so this one, it doesn't have much of critical acclaim, but I just really enjoy it. Um, I think I don't know if it's worthy of any awards, but I just I really enjoy the show, and that's Power. Uh, 2014 to present, it's uh, in its mid season. It's in the last season, but it's a 15 episode season. So they took like a break. It's coming back in January. Uh, stars six seasons. Just really, really, f- a really fun crime show based in New York with kind of a hip hop flair to it. So it's right up my alley. Um, yeah, but if you if you have stars, I highly recommend Power. It's the only reason I'm keeping stars, and I think they're trying to string it out, and that's why they did the mid season break. It's kind of annoying, but I'm really excited to see how they end the show. So Power number six. Okay, my number six. This is also one where I'm like two seasons behind. Okay, shows you how bad I've been this decade about watching TV. <laughs> um, but our, honestly, if I've seen, if I would have seen all this, and if it went in the direction where I think it's going. Um, this would be a top three show for me. It's The Americans. Okay. Absolutely incredible writing. Super compelling. Um, it, it As an American, it has you rooting for like Russian, like Soviet spies. Wow. Which is like a really weird spot to be in. Right. Um, but that's how good the, the actors are. That's how good the writing is. Um, super dark, super twisted. Um, so The Americans comes in at number six for me. Okay. Is that an FX show? Yeah, yeah. FX show. Okay, cool. All right, moving on to number five. That is Westworld on HBO. Um, It is 2016 to the present. Two seasons, they kind of do the thing where they take a year off and come back. It's coming back for season three in 2020. Uh, Season two was super confusing, super fucking crazy. But uh, season one was absolutely bonkers, and it was amazing. Season two kind of had a little bit of a dip, but I still liked it enough to put in this list. I, I am really interested to see where they're going. The writing's incredible. It's HBO. It's just right up my alley. So Westworld, number five. All right, my number five is House of Cards. Okay. Um, season one, season two, probably two of the best show like seasons I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um Really kind of fell off, especially the last season. Obviously, we know everything that happened with Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to relitigate that here. But pound for pound, when it was on, it was—I mean, it was incredible. You could argue that it launched Netflix into what it is today. Yep, totally. Um, I mean, super dark. Something we had never really like <laughs> right. seen before, <laughs> right? Uh, on television, especially as like politics is portrayed. Mm-hmm. So, um, number five. Okay. I'm I'm laughing right now because <laughs> I said this wasn't going to be on my list, but it definitely is on my list. <laughs> this shows you how fucking uh, long ago I I mean I I've did the, the, done these lists and like thought about them. But Succession is on my list at number four. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I was looking down my li- Like, I didn't look all the way, and I'm like, damn, I forgot that one. I'm like, funny. okay, it's on there. Good. Uh, yeah, no. Brandon talked about it before. Succession. It is one of the best written shows I've seen in a really long time. Um, yes, it is uh, kind of. It only has two seasons, but um, 
it, I don't want to say it's about like a Trumper family, but it's definitely a right-sided family, and um, there's it's it's politically and it, it's just like it's a broken family at the highest level, and it's just dysfunctional and. You see funny, you see drama. It's just a very, very, very unique show. When you're laughing, you're laughing your ass off. And when you're on the edge of your seat, you're fucking biting your fingernails on the edge of your seat. It's a really fucking good show. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. That is Succession. Number four. All right, my number four, Sons of Anarchy. Nice. Uh, another FX show. Probably one of the most emotionally... Um, like, tough shows to watch. Okay. There's, like, it's such a roller coaster of emotion from like how awesome it is to like there's multiple moments where it'll make many people cry um super well written pretty dark um it was weird it's a show that like i wouldn't have ever thought i would like mm. um a couple of my buddies in college were watching it and i'm like you're watching a biker gang show right like, come on and then um they put me onto it and i think i watched um it was right after the finale i think i watched it all within like two weeks um i mean it was just it's an incredible, incredible show. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Is it something I would like? Do you yeah, think, I think I'd so. like it? I think you'd Was like it. Was it on Netflix? Um, I don't know. It used to be. It might, it might just be, be on the FX app or yeah. something? Okay. Maybe I'll have to like Hulu or something. Okay. Because I think they have the Mayans on there. Right. Okay. So I'll they, have to check it out. Happen. All right. Um, we are on three now? Yeah. Three. Uh, my number three show is Atlanta. Um, that, is a, that is an FX show. Um, it is 2016 to the present. I think it's uh, on the same schedule as Westworld. They take a year off. Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover is so busy with different shit that he takes years off and then he comes back and, and he's going to write it. I believe they're in the process of making a third season. So <clears throat> hopefully we get that in 2020. But uh, I can't stress enough how like just groundbreaking this show is. It's very unique. Um, they do different things. It it it. It, it breaks rules. It's it's not... It, it, the first season wasn't like as linear as some of these other shows, but they just did so much different shit that you're like, wow, I'm so surprised that they did this and we're, we're able to wrap up a story this way. Um, <clears throat> but they do it in a great way. Season two gets even better, in my opinion. Uh, just a really, really good show, uh, Atlanta, number three. My number three, um, probably the one of the most famous TV show characters of all time. It's Mad Men, Don Draper. Okay. Um, incredible, incredibly, incredibly well written. Um, gives you a really good sense of the times. Um, I would say the only downfall to it for me was kind of like the final season. I don't think they wrapped it up the cleanest. Um, but I think everybody that watched that show wanted to have the three-piece suit. Wanted to be drinking the whiskey, like right. It, it, it was one of those shows. You watched it, you were like, "Damn, I kind of wish I could live in that period." A lot of people got their personality yeah. from watching that show. <laughs> yeah, but then you also, um, it did a really good job of also showing showing like the the side effects to that type of lifestyle um, and the downsides to it. So, um, incredibly, incredibly good show. Okay, that's so my number three. All right, moving on to the nitty gritty. Number two, you might be a little surprised on this one. I'm going House of Cards, and I'm going this high because one in its heyday was my favorite show, yep. period. Um, the last season is probably, in my opinion, what brought it down to five for you. Mm -hmm. um, the fifth, or the last season, I think, season six, sucked, not going to lie. I mean, I, I hate to say it just because uh, 
Kevin Spacey wasn't there, and that's not really the full reason. I mean, I think it hurt it a little bit, but they just – it felt like the show was dead. They wanted to wrap it up, so they brought it back to life, and they kind of rushed it, it yeah. felt like. Mm-hmm. So it did kind of take a dip with the final season, but in its heyday was amazing. I think you touched on it a little bit that it was kind of the trailblazer for Netflix, um, and – it was, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it was the first big Netflix mm. show, and it put Netflix on, and it basically, in my in my opinion, put Netflix, because um, Netflix, I don't know if you remember this, was just like you rent DVDs mm-hmm. and they ship them to your house. It was like an online Redbox. Right, exactly. And I think after after House of Cards, it became more of, okay, this is I'm, I'm going to start going to this platform to watch shows. Mm-hmm. And... House of Cards did that, and I think the fact that it did pioneer that for Netflix, I think, warrants a high spot on the decade list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a really fucking dark, good show, and it's uh, pull back the curtains. Now, I don't think presidents murder people. Uh, spoiler alert, but <laughs> you know, I, I, if you can get past that, I think there's some validity to the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. So, House of Cards number two. All right, my number two. This is kind of a cheat one. This show actually started in 2005, wrapped up in 2013. It's The Office. Okay, probably one of my top three shows of all time. And that comes down to criteria, like yep. whether you wanted to start yep. in the a lot of people. And that's didn't, okay. Yeah, that's a lot fine. of people didn't didn't include it, but it had it met my at least two season like threshold. Sure. So I included it. Um, <clears throat> to me, right up there, one A, one B was Seinfeld for greatest comedy of all time. Um, unbelievable cast. Um, it's just it's so damn funny. Uh, I could watch any episode and laugh. Um, towards the end, they did a really good job of also um, tying it into kind of more of an emotional, um, right. you relate with the characters type show. Um, so couldn't say enough good things about it. I had to put it on the list. I know it's not. Nah, it's all good. It's Solid l- pick. A little bit, but yeah. Solid so the pick. Office is my number two. I have. I would have to think our number ones match. I would assume so. I would have to think. So number one for me is Game of Thrones. Mine too. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you can say what you want about the last season, and we can discuss that a little bit if we want. Um, But it is the biggest, most popular show of all time, period. Um, And I would say, like, right to that point, like, I don't know if I think it's the best show that I've watched this decade, but it is the biggest. The biggest. Um, It was the most, in in an era where everybody went from, like, cord cutting to, like, everything became binge-worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the one show that became true appointment television. Right. That it felt like Twitter, Facebook, Snap, like whatever the it was, was tuned in to watch Game of Thrones every Sunday night. Right. Um, and I, I would argue the critical acclaim was there. Granted, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people hated the last season. And I, I want to point this out just just in case we do, don't come back to this. The people who shit on the last season, yes, it was a little bit rushed and it wasn't the greatest. But the writers and the people behind it wrote season one and all of the shit up to yeah. the season you hated. So think about that before you shit on D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. But um, I think Game of Thrones, yeah, it's like blockbuster television. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just it is the biggest and some people would argue the best. Yep. So I think it, it's worthy of number one for sure. Yep. Um, so many different twists and turns. Um you think of season one, they're cutting Ned Stark's head off to the Red Wedding. Right. To 
that, I mean, there's just so many different things you don't expect. The character development, the world building, um, yes. all of the writing, um, the cinematography. I mean, it was just, it was super, super, super well done. Um, and I think it's the show of the decade for sure. Totally. Um, I want to point out, um, one number one, it's just that show started in 2011, which I think were juniors in high school. Yeah, that would, would pretty much been right around like depending on when maybe started, senior maybe year, senior like going year. on to yeah. se- going through senior year. Uh, that's just insane to think about. If we yeah. if we got on at the beginning, it would we'd have been in high school. I watched it all last year. Right, like Which I I caught on like midway. Like I think I watched like the. F- Last two or maybe three seasons live, but still, like I watched the last twenty minutes live. <laughs> last twenty <laughs> minutes live. That's that's awesome. That's funny. I also want to point out that most of our shows, Brandon has a little bit more variety, but most of my shows are either premium cable or streaming. I have one FX, which is cable basically. The rest are either. Um, Premium cable, HBO stars, or Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's a, just a show of the times. It's which, crazy. Which actually, mine's not. Mine's I got NBC, AMC, a uh, couple FXs, right? And then a couple HBOs, two NBCs actually. So. Yeah, so you have a couple a like over. like network television, yeah. which is interesting because I mean, but those moving both, forward, those not are, a lot will make those lists. And they're two of the biggest casted yeah. comedies, fair probably of all I time. I just think that's interesting yeah. to see yeah. that yeah, that no, whole 100%. thing. All right, let's uh, move. Any any other TV? Okay, I don't have anything else to add. Did you have any that were like tough to leave off? Did you have like an honorable mention? Um, I, I did for some categories. I don't think I did. For nah, TV is one of those things where like I I really wanted to include a lot of things like I've watched and finished, so. And I don't know, like I watch a lot of TV, but um, the quality matches the quantity and I didn't have like a ton that I would want to include in honorable mention. Now with every other list, (laughs) yes, there are a bunch of honorable mentions I can, I could say, but not really for TV. So move on to movies. Let's do it. Let's do some movies. Okay. Uh, Do you want me to start with number 10? Sure. Okay. So. This is interesting. Um, we we did some. This rec- is probably going to be our biggest like like besides division. maybe songs. Yeah, yeah. I would assume we probably don't have a ton of the same movies. Okay, and that if makes I it. Had to guess that makes it good. That makes that makes this podcast also, good. just like for your like research wise. So IMDb, you can go year by year of all the movies released. I went through every year, wow. and like and like wrote out movies and then had to narrow it down yeah. from there. Dude, there's some years where like 350 movies were released. Yeah, it's insane. Stupid. Right. I was going through. I was like, I've heard <laughs> of like three percent of these. Now I did it mine a little bit different. I I just like search like top movies of the 2010s, and then I see a bunch of lists, and then I kind of narrow it from yeah. those lists. I mean, maybe that's not the best. Your way is probably the best way. It just takes fucking yeah, long time. It, it <laughs> but I respect that. All right. Let's okay. So it. this one, I you're gonna. Some people might be like, you know, pissy or whatever, nitpick. So this movie is from last year. It did not make my top movies last year, I don't think. I could I could be wrong, but I have to go back and look. But it's one of those things where, like, it grows on you and you see it maybe multiple times and you realize the impact. That's another one of these things mm-hmm. in the decade list. I th- feel like more than just the year is impact. Um, and I think this movie has potential to make an impact. It's a year out, so we don't know. But just 
seeing what it did and what it could do, I think, you know, really says a lot. That is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, in terms of an animated movie, I think it's like almost close to perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, it's not like one of my all-time favorite movies, but it's, it is really fucking good. And it's more so about the animation. I haven't seen anything animated the way it was animated. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's um, a superhero movie, but they also did the whole um, animated thing where it looks like a comic book, like a moving comic book. And just the storyline was really cool. And I know they're going to make spinoffs and keep it going with sequels. So I think it really could be groundbreaking. And that's why it's not number 10, because it could be. Um, but I, th- I think it warrants uh, a decade movie list. So okay. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, number 10. All right, and real quick, some of my criteria here, a lot of it was based off can I sit down and, like, rewatch it in full okay. Okay. and, like, still really enjoy it? Right. Can I quote it? Right. Um, are the performances in it something that are, like, memorable to mm-hmm. me? Um, the body of work. Mm-hmm. The body of work. I respect that. Okay, so I had a tie right. at number 10. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. 21 Jump Street. Okay. Uh, I think one of the best comedies of the decade. Um, solid. solid. Absolutely pick. hilarious. Oh, hell yeah. Um, can't say uh, Jonah Hill <laughs> is just incredible. Definitely. Um, we kind of see a different side of Channing Tatum. Right. Um, where I think he kind of starred in kind of a comedic role. I also tied it with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, shit. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. I, could, I, I, I couldn't believe it when you said that. Um you, you touched on it. I mean, it is shot in such a way. Um, it's just, it's incredible. And animation this decade, I think you could argue this is probably one of the best decades of animated movies. Totally. Um, and they were like huge blockbuster successes. Um, we think of things like Frozen. We got uh, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm leaving out a ton. Lego movie, Wreck- right. Wreck-It Route, a ton. Yeah. Um, and I think this one was the most unique one. Yep. Um, and it really, really, really stood out, and it it gave Marvel um, a different a path. Dif- yes, a different path. Right. Right. So. Okay. Interesting. I did. I I cannot believe we kind of agreed on that. No, that's funny. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So number nine, I have a feeling we're probably not going to agree. On. <laughs> um. So I included Nightcrawler. Um. From okay. 2014. Never actually seen it. Jake Gyllenhaal. I highly recommend this movie. It is one of those movies that will stick with you. It's dark. It's compelling. It's fucked up, but it's a really, really good performance by Jake Gyllenhaal. He actually didn't get an Oscar nom. He was snubbed that year, which pissed a lot of people off, and I, me included. This movie is really, really, really good. Highly recommend it. Nightcrawler 2014. What do you got for number nine, homie? All right. My number nine <clears throat> is Zero Dark Thirty. Nice. Um, uh, it's a long movie. It's two and a half, um, but to me it was thrilling. Um we were both alive. We remember 9-11. Right. We remember the night Bin Laden was killed. Um, I still remember um, like just waking my parents up and going and telling them, like, yo, Bin Laden was killed. So to see kind of the background to that story, to make that all come full circle, um, basically I think this was 11 years after 9-11, um, was incredible. Um, it was super thrilling. Jessica Chastain delivered – just an unbelievable performance. Um, so, number nine for me, Zero Dark Thirty. Nice. Okay. Uh, my number eight is uh, really thought-provoking, especially being a Catholic, um, and that is Spotlight. 
um, from 2015. You know, it really opened my eyes. To some, I mean, we all have heard about it and know about it, but after seeing that movie, you're like, I don't know, I felt like dirty. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a really fucked up, really well done movie. I think it won the Oscar that year. Yep. Um, just really, really compelling, incredible storytelling, and it's a true story. So that adds to the list. Mm-hmm. So 2015 spotlight number eight for me. Uh, my number eight is also based on a true story. Um, I have a feeling it's probably going to pop up on your list. It yep. is Wolf of Wall Street. Nice. Um, Leo, Martin, um, Jonah Hill. <laughs> I mean the cast. Margot Robbie's first movie. Right. Um, she becomes a breakout star. Um, honestly, probably one of the funniest movies of the decade, which is weird to think about. Yeah. It's I wouldn't even consider it a comedy. Though. It's like a... It's yeah, like a comedy crime like, drama. But it's that's weird. What it's makes like, a, it like right. It's so unique. So great. Right. Um, just so many memorable things. Uh, I think people forget Matthew McConaughey has like one scene in the <laughs> right. whole movie, but it's <laughs> right. such a memorable it's scene. It's so good. You feel like he's mm. in it the whole time. <laughs> um, it's one of those movies where, like, if I'm just like scrolling on Facebook and you kind of get in the video wormhole, mm-hmm. like, I could watch like eight different clips of Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> right. So, yes. uh, and like to me, one of the funniest exchanges. Of this decade is Jonah Hill talking to uh, Leo about like so if you drink enough of those they're gonna like fuck t- they're gonna fuck you up <laughs> about the non-alcoholic beers like okay. he just can't grasp it like, that's a good point. it's such a like small like little back and forth but something about like is just so damn funny I thought you were gonna say the little people and when they get there don't you can't look no. them in the eyes yeah. that part is that the one part too. that's fucking hilarious for me <laughs> so uh, good Wolf times. of Wall Street's my number eight okay um, my number seven is another animated movie that you left out of your list and that is inside out. Mm. incredible storytelling um it helps that i have uh been in the same room as the writer i've met the right uh writer at two different conferences and just to hear the thought process that went behind it is incredible and that's not the only reason it's because i have a connection with it but it is genuinely an amazing movie it's from 2015 pixar uh disney just to get inside the brain of a little girl and to make that a movie is hard in itself, and they did it flawlessly. Um, Pixar has a movie coming out in 2020 called Soul, and I watched the little teaser, and I was like, "This is gonna sh- like, this is gonna hit me in my soul." Um, and I think it's gonna have same vibes as Inside Out, but um, Inside Out is like I think incredible, and it, it is one of the best. Um, it is one of the best animated movies of all time, in my mind. So, okay. It's a good pick. All right, my number seven is Get Out. Nice. One of the most thought-provoking, probably right. the most thought-provoking movie I've seen this decade. Right. Um, it challenges you. It makes you like think. Right. Uh, so For me, it's different, too, because <clears throat> my brother-in-law is black. Right. Um, so, like, you just, it, like, makes you think of different things and different perspectives. Um, and it's interesting because we saw this, we did an unfiltered cinematics when it came out and we walked out of the theater feeling very uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those movies where like, like I feel it. I was like, damn, like, yeah, I can. Yes. Yeah. But like, it, you're just like, damn, like it's very uncomfortable, but I feel like it's one of those movies. Like maybe at first we didn't appreciate it yeah. enough and it's grown on us. I mean, it's become very pop culture yeah. worthy. So I, 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 Definitely think it's worthy of a decade list. Um, what are we on now? Six? Six. All right, number six. 
This movie comes from the beginning of the decade, 2010, and that is The Social Network. Uh, the Facebook movie with uh, Jesse Eisenhower and uh, Eisenberg, sorry. Eisenberg, yeah. Eisenberg and uh, Justin Timberlake. I think it was just one of those movies I personally, if it's on, I can always watch mm-hmm. it. Um, Absolutely. It's a very just intriguing story. And honestly, they could probably do a sequel with all the shit that Facebook is. I know Aaron Sorkin has talked about the potential of coming up with something like that. But uh, Facebook has been in some heat with the political shit and all that. So, um, But just Facebook has become such a giant. And to see the start of that and the story behind it is incredible. And I thought it was really well done. Um, so really surprised at how well uh, Justin Timberlake did. And I, I just I, I really enjoyed it. So The Social Network, number yep. six for me. My number six is Lincoln. Uh, okay. Daniel Day-Lewis gives probably one of the best performances that I've ever seen. Okay. Um, his portrayal of Lincoln is, I mean, he looks just like him. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely incredible um, to see all the different things that he went through, um, through the Civil War, to try to keep the nation together. Um, it was just incredible. It was so compelling to me. Uh, it was one of those movies I really, like, I just kind of, like, went and saw it on a whim. Like, a whim. And I left and I was like, holy cow, Like that was incredible. See, I've never seen that movie. And I, I've, I've heard multiple things. Like, I know you love it, but I've also heard it's very dialogue heavy and could, it is. to some people, be boring. It is. Um, so, but I, I mean, I, I, need, to me. I need to see it. Yeah, I'm sure I'd like it, uh, but good good pick. I think that's like kind of a sneaker, mm-hmm. a sneak pick. So, cool. All right, uh, we're number five now. All right, so this one was kind of hard for me. I wanted to include a Marvel movie. Because I think it's worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Avengers Infinity War okay. just because uh, it came down to Endgame and Infinity War for me. Yeah. I just personally, like, I just remember walking out of Infinity War, seeing it the first time after, spoiler alert, the snap, and my jaw hitting the floor, dragging on the floor, walking out of that theater. I just could not fucking believe that that happened, and it was just so cool. You could argue that Endgame, I just remember the end, the scene in Endgame when all of the heroes are uh, warped together by Doctor Strange. Like uh-huh. That was probably the coolest thing I've seen on a movie theater in forever, but I just personally think that Infinity War is a better movie, so that's why I included Infinity War over Endgame. But um, just as a whole, Marvel Cinematic Universe... The, the the just piecing together those movies from I think like 2008 or whenever it was with Iron Man yep. to now it's just incredible on a large scale so I wanted to pick at least one movie out of that bunch to recognize so uh, Infinity War my five. number five is the Social Network nice so um one one above yours um couldn't agree more I think Sorkin. Sorkin's one of my favorite writers. Yeah. Um, love the West Wing. Uh, love the newsroom. Um, even the uh, the American President's great. Did you like uh, his Steve Jobs movie? Have you seen that I one? I don't know if I've seen that it's, one. It's all right. It's pretty good. It's different, but I like it. Yeah. So, you might like it. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, I thought, gave one of the best performances of the decade. Um, as his Zuckerberg. Um, super compelling um, to see how Facebook was started, how he basically like stole it from someone. Yeah. Um, so, just absolutely love this movie. It's one of the most rewatchable right. movies for me. Right. Um, so that's why. And I haven't seen it in a long time, honestly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. My number five. Number four goes to The Dark Knight Rises. 
This came out in 2012. Um, some people maybe would be like, why didn't the Dark Knight with the Joker? That's the better of the movies. That came out in 2008, so it did not make the mm-hmm. cut here. But uh, I really wanted to include it just because I love Bane and I love this movie. I think it's worthy of a decade list. Um, just this, this was the dark superhero route before marvel really got its legs and before like this was it for me for superhero movies uh i mean i'm kind of looping joker and bane together but um this was a really fucking good movie Mm, so incredible yeah Um, christopher nolan did his thing it was my number like i had two at 10 so it was my number 12 it was a really hard cut i Mm -hmm. thought about doing three at my in my 10 but i was like (laughs) a three-way tie (laughs) it's getting dicey so that's fair that was my that was the hardest cut for me okay so that is number four Four what do you got my number four um is moneyball 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 nice uh that's one I probably should include it. I'll be probably honest. the most rewatchable movie for me, like all time. Okay. Uh, I could watch it anytime. I could pick it up at any spot in the movie and watch it. Um, it's my two favorite things: sports and movies. Like, oh yeah, I, I'm a, it was just it was so incredible. I think Brad Pitt. Um, I've said this almost in every movie, but gives one of the best performances of the decade. Jonah Hill also absolutely kills it and. Honestly, two roles that we don't really see either right. of them do um, kind of be like true like character actors. Um, so um, one of the most like I could probably quote that whole damn movie. Um, and Where does it rank on your sports movies list? Is that too hard to kind of briefly uh, say? Is it up there? It's up there. Okay. It's probably top five sports okay. movie for me. Um, cool. So, um, yeah, Moneyball is my number four. All right. Number three. Goes to Interstellar from 2014. Brandon doesn't like this pick. Brandon thinks this is an overrated movie, but I fucking love this movie. Another Christopher Nolan movie. Back to back, Christopher Nolan. Um, I don't know. I just was very compelled by this movie. It's it's definitely a thinker. Um, some people don't like how weird it gets in the end, but I just think it's beautifully done. Matthew McConaughey killed it. Um it's very technical the way they do it. Like it's very sciency. Um, I just thought just well done across the board. So interstellar for me. All right. My number three is Django. Okay. Um, Django and chain. Yep. It gave me two of the best performances that I've ever seen. Christopher Waltz, um, as the, um, what's he say he is like a dentist or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been too long. since I've absolutely seen it. incredible. And then, um, Leo, who I think got screwed. I think he should have won best actor for this. Um, gave one of the most just cringeworthy but amazing performances. Um, Jamie Foxx was absolutely incredible in it too. Um, not an easy rewatch, mm-hmm. um, but just absolutely incredible. More so than like the story, I think it's just the performances that we get throughout right. the entire movie. Everybody, A-list cast, and they brought um, some of their best stuff. So. Is your fav- favorite Tarantino movie? I would say this is probably my favorite Tarantino okay. movie. I think it's hard to put it with Pulp Fiction, but it, I yeah. mean, it's definitely up there for sure. For sure. All right, let's get on to number two. I have a hot take here. All I right. definitely have a hot take here. You may hate it, but I don't care. <laughs> the Irishman. <laughs> Shocker. 2019, baby. Number two, The Irishman. Um, say what you want about it. It's a lengthy watch. Maybe it's hard to rewatch. It's just everything I need in a movie. It's mo- it's a mob movie. It's a true story. It's Martin Scorsese. Um, it's beautiful writing. It's beautiful storytelling. It is the epitome of Martin Scorsese having 
every tool at his disposal, all the resources, Netflix threw all the money at it. Um, really interested to see how it does at the Oscars, if it gets some love. I just, top to bottom, is great. Yes, people will nitpick on it and say uh, there's parts where they look old and the CGI sucked, and you can definitely tell it's an 80-year-old man kicking a dude on a curb. Like There are definitely nitpicks you yeah. can have at it, but the story itself is fucking incredible. And when you think it's a true story and really peel back the layers of like Frank Sheeran and his life, like what he went through, like holy shit. Um, I also think there's some... Um, deeper things to it like it's really about be getting older and facing um all the shit that you did in your life mm -hmm. and also it's about um being stuck in the middle and having to choose a side betrayal it's just a lot of deep shit that i think a lot of, went over a lot of people's heads and i think it warrants a, a, a decade list now whether you think it's way too high on my list that that's more of a personal preference for me just because it's a mob movie and i love it um but i i really really enjoyed this movie so Number two for me. All right, my number two, you mentioned it earlier, it's Spotlight. Okay. Uh, Michael Keaton um, and Rachel McAdams were both brilliant in mm -hmm. it. Um, the writing, the the performances, and truly this one is more about the storyline right. than anything else. Right. Um, really difficult watch. Right. Uh, it's so fucked up. Gut-wrenching, um, but um, to see the inner workings of them bringing that to the spotlight um, was just incredible to watch. It was super compelling. Um, so spotlights, my number two. Okay. My number one, you've said it before. Did you think it was going to be number one? I figured it would be. Wolf of Wall Street, another Martin Scorsese movie. If you can't tell, I'm a big Martin Scorsese guy. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, just top to bottom. I love this movie. Um, I have a funny story with this. Literally, I saw this movie with my, my mom, my dad, my grandma, <laughs> my cousins, my aunt, my brother, sister on Christmas Day. Um, I highly recommend not seeing this with your family on Christmas Day. Unless if you see it with my dad, who's super immature. <laughs> right, that's right. That's I saw it with. The first scene is uh, Leo DiCaprio blowing coke out of a girl's asshole. Not the best thing to see with your grandma, but uh, <laughs> it's a like it's a really really good movie, and uh, it's it's a it's a movie about greed. And um, I think Martin Scorsese. It's very flamboyant, but I think yeah. he, it gets it gets the job done. And like you said, it's rewatchable. It's quotable. Um, th it's a true story. It's just like brilliant. Yep. So let's hear your number one. Do you have any guesses? Oh man, there's just so many to choose from. I I feel like it's it's going to be a Marvel movie, Endgame. It's Endgame. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, and it's unfair because when I think of this movie, I think of all 26 movies wrapped right. into one. Right. Um, really, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like, right. It's and it's it's the bow tie. It's the ability to land the plane. Right. It's the ability to wrap it up, but also to set yourself up for the future. I cried. I laughed. Um, can you can you uh, agree with me when he warped all the heroes? That's like one of the coolest things on I, screen. Instant ever. chills. Instant right. chills. It so was cool. That moment, and then when um, Captain America gets Mjolnir, uh, yeah. Thor's hammer, yep, um, and starts whooping ass with it. Um, they were. Uh, am I? Uh, did I lose audio here? Sorry, we might have had some audio issues mixed with the coughing attack in there. Um, but just one of the the best, most epic movies. Uh, that's what it is. It's an epic, um, right? On screen, you get everything in it. So um, it's it's a nod to Marvel and everything they accomplished. And 
you know, basically a full decade themselves. Right. Um, so right. Marvel right. Avengers Endgame is my number one movie. Good shit. Well, that might have been a spoiler for our uh, our 2019 podcast. Yeah, you can but see <laughs> that that's going to be number one. For me too, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So uh, my, you could put two and two together, but it'll still be fun to, to uh, get to. All right, so this one was really hard for me, this yeah. next one that we're about to do. Actors and actresses, we looped them into one. Um, we're not going to play the whole gender, ga- gender game with, like, multiple lists. Like, I think it needs to be looped together. Um, really hard for me. I, 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 I listed a bunch of people who I thought are worthy. Then I kind of looked at their accolades. I looked at the m- amount of movies. Like, that's kind of my criteria. What I mean, good movies, movies I've heard of, blockbusters mixed with uh, Oscars and Emmys and shit like that. So... This was really this. These ones were like the tough ones. Were like the people, like the athletes and the actors, actresses, and the artists. That was really tough. Um, but all right, I guess I will kick it off here. I'm going to go my number ten, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I actually took the liberty of writing out basically all the movies I've heard of from the 2010s um, from these actors and actresses. So we have Source Code, Prisoners. Nightcrawler, which I've said before, I think he got snubbed out of an Oscar for that, but he was brilliant. Southpaw, Everest, Velvet Buzzsaw, the Netflix movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's interesting. And then now he uh, is Mysterio in Spider-Man. I think he's a really, really good actor. I think he kind of gets overlooked sometimes, but I think his performances are always... um, I don't know if I want to say divisive. You either love him or hate him, but when you love him, like it's a brilliant... um, performance and I, I think his the one that stands out is the night night crawler for we also me forgot end of watch which is a great movie okay i forgot that one i've never seen that movie but uh yeah jake gyllenhaal number 10 for me okay <laughs> i have a tie here uh brandon with his damn yeah, ties cheating. i am a little bit no, yeah I'm i have just three kidding. ties within my top 10 this year, <laughs> that's so okay this one this was too hard for me it, right, this was hard so i went woody harrelson okay. and michael keaton wow okay uh, keaton i think just completely changed his career with what he did in the 2010s. You got the founder, you got Spotlight, you got uh, Birdman, Birdman, uh, RoboCop. Mm, I didn't uh, know he was in that. The other guys, technically Toy oh, Story yeah. three, um, and then also he was in Spider Man, um, right? Uh, Homecoming. Um, just I, I forgot about the founder. That's a good movie. Yeah, uh, that, I think that was our first unfiltered. It was. So uh, we were eating McDonald's. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were indeed doing that. And then Woody, what hasn't Woody Harrelson been in? Um, what stands out to we you? We talked about him? True Detective, right? Right. Um, which he was just absolutely incredible. Um, incredible. Um, I don't know if Zombieland technically counts as a 2010 movie. Um, Three Billboards, was he was really, really good in. Venom, Solo, um, Now You See Me. Um, he was in the Hunger Games movies. Um, Out of the Furnace was really good. Um, so Friends with Benefits, he played a gay man. He was actually very funny. And so uh, for Woody, it was a lot of the quantity. Right. He's just so likable. And then for Keaton, it was some of like he gave, I think, some of the best, most powerful performances. Yeah. And I think he ha- he I know he got best actor for uh, Birdman. Birdman. I don't know if he got it for Spotlight or not, but um, I don't know. Off the um, top of my head. I mean, he gave Oscar worthy. Yeah. performances throughout the decades so. right i think for woody uh the one that stands out to me is easily true detective yeah for sure yeah. but good picks so, uh underrated picks yep. 
All right, my number nine might be uh, interesting to some people, and that's Scarlett Johansson. Okay, she's tied for my number nine, too. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, well, uh, yeah, so I think what she's done with Marvel, she also did We Bought a Zoo, Don John, which is a sneaky good movie, in my opinion. Her, she's the voice of the little uh, Siri thing. Lucy, Hail Caesar, Jungle Book, I didn't even know she was in when I I looked up. Um, Sing, that, that animated movie. Yep. Um, Isle of Dogs. This year, she was in Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story, two mo- two movies that has potential to get her some so- awards. Definitely Marriage Story, maybe Jojo Rabbit. Yep. Um, but I-, I think people see her as like a like a flashy like b- box office actress, but really she can ha- have these uh, really compelling performances, especially in Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit. I was blown away by her performance in uh, Marriage Story. I, did you finish that movie? Not, not, yet. not yet. Highly recommend. It's really fucking good. Really, like, it pulls on the heartstrings. So, yeah, I, I wanted to include her just because she has the quantity with, like, the Marvel movies and stuff like that, but now she's rounding it out with, uh, you know, movies like Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story in 2019. So I'm excited to see where her career goes from here. Yep, and then I had her tied with Jennifer Lawrence, um, okay. Red Sparrow. Uh, you have all of the um, X Men movies, Passengers, American Hustle. Joy, that might Hunger not have been Games, was that twenty um, tens. Yep, okay, love Silver that Linings movie. Playbook. Yeah. Um, so just um, it, I would say 2015, 2016 area when it was Silver Linings, American Hustle, and then um, all the Hunger Games. Right. Like, she was on. She top. was the number one actress. For sure. Uh, she kind of. Took some time here the last um, couple years and hasn't done as much, but um, she was. Was incredible. Red Sparrow her last big one? I think so. I, I think know she so. did that Joy movie that got yeah, some I love. Joy but was before. Uh, I guess I don't know which Joy might have been. Yeah, Joy was 2015. Okay, so um, wasn't the biggest fan of Red Sparrow. It was all right. I mean, we saw she her was ass. really good in it, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird watch. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Okay, so those were your number nine ties. Yep. Okay, so number eight. Goes to Adam Driver for me. Um, I just think he is just starting to come into his own. You have you have the the blockbuster type movies with Star Wars, but then you also have the compelling performances in like Black Klansman and uh, Martin Scorsese's kind of sneaker of a movie, Silence. Mm -hmm. Um, He let me see. I wrote down some of the Oscar noms here. Uh, He got he got nominated for Black Klansman. Um, He's also in Marriage Story, which I definitely think he's going to get some love for. for for the Oscar the upcoming Oscars he was also in the report which I we didn't get to see but I've heard it's really good um, so I think I think he doesn't get enough love and so I wanted to include him on this list Adam Driver number eight all right my number eight um, and this one's more about quality over quantity it's okay. Mahershala Ali nice um, Hunger Games House of Cards Free State of Jones Moonlight uh, Green Book Spider Man into the Spider Verse I didn't even know he was in Hunger Games. Yeah, he's in Hunger Games. Hunger Games, Luke Cage, True Detective, Alita, Battle Angel. Yep. That's kind of a blockbustery type one. Um, yeah, he. I think even you can include the quality or the quantity yeah, in there too. Yeah, but some of those were less like Hunger Games and stuff, right. a little lesser roles. Right. Um, but I, one of those guys where I think the last three to four years 
has just flexed on for his sure. true talent. For sure. Um, super excited to see him as Blade. Blade, yes. Um, so, uh, Mahershala I mean, it's funny. The first thing I really recognized him in was House of Cards. Right, me too. And he's incredible in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see where he's come since then. Right. Just absolutely incredible. Right. I One think of the, like, the best talents in Hollywood right Moonlight, now. Moonlight, I think, is what really brought him to the forefront yep. of like compelling actors. Mm-hmm. So there's that. All right. Um, we are on six now. Uh, no, seven. sorry. We're on seven. Um, you're going to have to help me with the name. I'm going to fuck it up. But Lupita. Lupita Youngo. Her. Yes. Um, I don't want to mess up her name. Um, more so. I mean, you can mix in the. the there's not a lot of quality or quantity here, yeah. but um, you got a lot of like really awesome performances. Twelve Years a Slave is what got her the Oscar. Mm-hmm. She's um, incredible. In it. She's incredible. Then you got her uh, in Star Wars. Don't forget, she's mm-hmm. Maz. Um, then she was also in Jungle Book. I didn't realize that. Uh, Black Panther. Us might potentially get some uh, Dark Horse uh, Oscar love with that Us performance for actress. I just think she's really, really, really good. So don't sleep on her. All right, my number seven, and I fully admit, like, this is, he should probably be a lot lower. Uh, okay. It was just really hard. Uh, it's Christian Bale. Okay. Um, the Fighter, Dark Knight Rises, American Hustle, The Big Short, Ooh. Uh, Vice, Ford vs. Ferrari. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess came, I didn't think of him, yeah. Yeah, he came with absolute just bangers. I mean, For sure. Big, huge movies. Um, where he was just absolutely incredible. Um, and he might get love for Ford vs. Ferrari. He might. Um, and he got a lot of love for Vice. Yeah. Um, he was amazing in The Fighter. Um, so Solid pick. I didn't even think of, I didn't even think of him. Stud, so. I didn't even think of him. All right, uh, moving on to number six, that's Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I think really it's more so quality over really anything with yeah. this guy. Uh, he's in her. He's in Inherit Vice, which I didn't see. He's, uh, but I've heard good things. I he was in You Were N- Never Really There. I saw that really dark and fucked up movie. And then obviously Joker is the one that could potentially get him the Oscar win. Uh, he was nominated in 2013 for the Master. Don't know that movie, but he was nominated for an Oscar, so he had to do good. Uh, I think just it, it comes down to the performance for him. He really is a method actor, mm-hmm. and he really sells every role he is in, and um, he's just incredible. So mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix, number six for me. All right, my number six is Matt Damon, um, okay. Ford vs. Ferrari. Um, That's about it now. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. There's also some clunkers in there, which is why I have him at six. Um, but The Martian... Uh, Interstellar, Monuments Men, Elysium, I really, really love. Uh, Elysium you love? Yeah. Okay. Promised Land, which is a smaller movie he did with John Krasinski that is probably one of my uh, top 15 movies of the decade. Okay. Um, Contagion, The Adjustment uh, Bureau. Ooh, that, I really enjoy that movie. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> again, there's some clunkers in there. We Bought a Zoo is not great. I wasn't a huge Martian fan. The Great Wall, uh, Downsizing, I fucking hated um so i i had to his highs are probably better than a lot um but there's there's some, some bad lows. in there too yeah. so um he comes in at number six for me okay my number five you already have mentioned uh, it's mahershala ali um i think mixed in with the quantity is the quality moonlight is probably the highlight of his mm-hmm. career so far um but 
he started off the House of Cards, and I love him as uh, Remy Denton, Remy Denton, whatever. And uh, he's just on top right now. Can't wait to see what he does with Blade. He's just a really, really, really good actor. Uh, don't forget, he was in Green Book, one for Green Book. Um, just overall, top to bottom, solid actor. I, I, I can already see he's going to be a superstar. So, mm-hmm. and he already is. But like moving forward, he, with Blade and him being in Marvel, he's just going to get bigger and bigger. So, yep. Mahershala. All right, my number five is Steve Carell. Okay. We got Date Night, Despicable Me, Dinner for Schmucks, Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, Honestly, probably Office. one of the best romantic comedies maybe Crazy ever. Stupid Love? Maybe ever. Uh, it's same. so good. It's so, so good. good. Anchorman 2, uh, Neighbors, Fox Catchers, where okay. um, he really turned the corner. Do you like that people, movie? Yeah, it's yeah, creepy. It's really um, fucking but crazy. But he showed people like he could do... Did you say um, the big short? Different things. He's in big that. shorts next for me. Um, he's in Vice and then also has um, the the morning show now. Yeah. So um, I think Steve Carell, who came in as a very like sidekick type, just stupid humor actor. Wasn't he in a tennis movie too? Um, that, Battle of the Exes? Or Sexes, I mean. <laughs> I think that might have been 2000. Maybe I don't know if it was because I think it's on this list for one of my other okay. people yeah. on this list. But um, either way, yeah, you might be right. Maybe I um, skip past it. But um, I think he showcases true talent, uh, being able to do some serious stuff. Yeah, um, mixed with just how damn funny he is, and showed that he could really carry a project um, for sure, which he hadn't really done before. So Steve Carell comes in at number five for me. Okay, I you got some picks that I didn't even think of. So this is. This is good. All right, number four is Emma Stone. Okay, she's me. tied for fourth for me. Damn, nice. So I, I just say we're not we're not uh, agreeing on some, and then we agree. So yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but uh, all right, Emma Stone, so much. She's in so much. Uh-huh. Easy A, Crazy Stupid Love, Amazing Spider Man, and Amazing Spider Man Two, Gangster Squad, Birdman, La La Land, Battle of the Sexes, The Favorite, Maniac on Netflix. Um, she got the Oscar win for La La Land. She was nominated for uh, Birdman and the Favorite. Um, easy A. She's really yeah yeah. She's just really really good. She's a f- she's easy to love. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just really good in everything she does. Nope. She can be funny. She can be serious. She's just a really really good actress. So uh, number four, Emma Stone. For okay, me. and tied for fourth with me. And like I couldn't not separate these two. Because okay. I think when you think of one, you kind of think of the other. So okay. it's Ryan Gosling. Okay. Um, you got Blue Valentine Drive, Crazy Stupid Love, um, Ides of March, Gangster Squad, which wasn't great. Big Short, The Nice Guys, La La Land, Blade Runner 2049, First Man. So, um, yeah. Well, he's, I still haven't seen First Man. I need to see he's it. He's personally one of my favorite actors. Like, <laughs> everything he does, just like, he kind of cracks me up. Like, I feel like what Ryan Reynolds is for you. And like how he just like makes you laugh, right? Like it's Ryan Gosling for nice. me, yeah. um, and I'd love to see those two actually do like a funny movie together. Yeah, that would be um, cool. But yeah, so Ryan Gosling and then Emma Stone, um, tied for fourth for me. Okay, on to number three. That is Margot Robbie. Mm. Um, I just love. I love her. I, yeah. I think she's one of the most beautiful females on this planet, and she is a really compelling actress. I think she's really good at what she does. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, don't forget, she was in The Big Short. Didn't yep. get a credit in it, but she's one of those side characters. Uh, Suicide Squad. I Tanya, which really brought her to the forefront of the um, compelling yep. actresses 
Uh, then you got Mary Queen of Scots, which I didn't see, but I heard it's all right. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Bombshell might get yep. some sneaky love at the award ceremonies moving forward. Uh, in 2018, she got the Oscar nomination for I Tanya. I just I this is more of a fan pick for me. I just yep. really like Margot Robbie. So number three. All right, my number three is Bradley Cooper. Okay. Uh, Valentine's Day, A Team, Limitless. We have Hangover Two, Hangover Three, right? Silver Linings, Playbook, American Hustle, all the, uh, all the Guardians, American Sniper, which is one of my. He favorites. was in that Joy movie. Joy, um, War Dogs. He's really good in the and Mule. Then, the Mule, and then um, a Stars. Right. So right. Seven um, Oscar noms. Yeah, he's incredible. absolutely incredible. Showcased his directing skills too. Right. Um, with the Stars Born, um, just. One of the most talented men in all of Hollywood. Yep. He is my number two. Not so right. uh, I have all that written down because <laughs> you could probably infer <laughs> I, I, I it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Seven Oscar noms in, two th- in the 2010s from Bradley Cooper. That is incredible. Uh, he has the blockbuster hits with the Marvels, but he also has like a Stars Born and movies like that. Um, I think he's brilliant. So Bradley Cooper, number right. two for me. <laughs> I know who your number one is, so I can't believe you left this person off the list. Okay. My number two is Tom Hanks. Okay. Um, Toy Story 3, we got Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close, Cloud Atlas sucked. Um, Captain <laughs> Phillips, Saving Mr. Banks, Bridge of Spies, um, Soli, Inferno, The Circle, The Post, Toy Story 4, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Just unbelievable performances in right. pretty much everything he did. A couple misses in there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the greatest actor of all time in my view. Ah, um, nah, but he's up there. Um, just he can transcend any performance, it feels like. He is um, good. So he's my number two. It was a miss on my list. I probably should have had him, but you that's should've. okay. All, all right. right. And then our number one is probably it's the, the same. same. Yeah. I think this is probably without debate. I yep. think Leo dominated. When you think – like when you think – biggest actor actress combined i think you think leo dicaprio yep. and uh granted the the oscars had him had they a little sh- they had a little shtick going where they didn't want to give him the oscar it was like the cool thing not to give leo the and oscar and then they give him the movie finally, and the f- worst one he's in right finally give him the oscar for the revenant um not my favorite movie, but he was in Shutter Island, Inception, Jay Egger, which I don't not great. never watched, but I heard it wasn't it's that not great. great. Uh, Django Unchained, The Great Gatsby, Wolf of Wall Street, The Revenant, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, finally got the Oscar in 2016 for The Revenant, but he is just the biggest and best actor on the planet right now. Um, and throughout the 2010s, I, I, I just think when you think big time actor actress, it's Leo. So yep, absolutely, um, he also produced or helped produce that Richard Jewell movie. Oh, really? It's um, coming out this year. I didn't know um, that. But yeah, did you uh, see it was uh, almost the worst box office for Clint Eastwood? Really? Yeah. Well, that's surprising. It looks really good. It does look really good, and I don't think I it, think it that, just that, came out with so much. Right. I don't think it has anything that. to do with like the critical acclaim that comes with it. I just think yeah, not a lot of people want to see it, which is unfortunate. I wanted to see it, but yeah. probably not going to be able to in 2019. So, all right, let's move on to some music. Should we get to it? Yeah, I was just seeing if yeah, I yeah. Do had, you have any honorable mentions that I don't you need know to if say? I had or? Any written down? Yeah. I mean, this is so hard because you can yeah. include so many people. Uh, someone that I wrote down and I looked up and I noticed they really had it was they their dominance was really more in the two like early two thousands was Natalie Portman. Yeah, like a, she came to my mind. I'm like, okay, I want to check into her more. She she had Black Swan. I think that might have come out in maybe like 
2010 or 11. But really, she dominated more of the uh, early 2000s, so I left her off. But just so many names you can include. It's, it's hard to only pick 10. All right, let's move on to some songs, yeah? Oh, ooh, ooh. songs are, sure. All right, songs. I think I, I, think I messed up my order. So. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I did. Okay, we can do songs. Songs. You, all right, we good? Yeah, this is the hardest one. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard far. because there's just, so many fucking songs. Well, so many songs, but it's like criteria. Do you pick yeah. like Billboard chart toppers? Do you pick like deep ass like compelling? Yeah. So let me walk songs? you. Let me walk you through what I did. Okay. Okay. One, my I had a couple different criteria. One, it had to have some type of like Billboard success. Okay. Okay. Um, two, I obviously had to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, three, I tried to make sure I didn't have repeat artists within okay. my top 10. Sure. Um, because I wanted to kind of spotlight more than show just, some love, uh, a little. Yeah. spread so the wealth, tried to spread it out. Um, some of these aren't actually some of my favorite songs by these right. artists, um, right. but mixed with the like success right. and like what they did pop culture wise, I right. had to include them. I agree with that. So, um, just a spoiler alert, like uh, like Kendrick is going to be on this list for me. Like, if if I were to pick like my favorite, what I think is the best Kendrick song, it's not this song. Yeah, same. You know, same. but like I think it's it's the mix of like the Billboard it's a fan chart, fair. right, right. But I also think like I tried to cross connect them with the critical acclaim a little bit, so. It'll be interesting to see these lists. So right, it's I'll, so hard. I'll, Ten is so hard. I'll start with mine. Okay. Um, shocker at a tie. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's okay. I, there could, I, get, I could throw in so many honorable mentions on hard. this one. Yeah. All right. So I went Dreams and Nightmares by Meek. Wow. Um, and okay. And then I went with Ultralight Beam, um, nice. Kanye and Chance. Okay. Uh, Ultralight Beam is our, like honestly one of my favorite songs ever. Um, it's, it's like a, what really introduced me to Chance the Rapper. For me, it's what set up Coloring Book, which is one of my favorite albums. Um, so it was a coming out party a bit for him. Dreams and nightmares. Uh, when like I'm at the gym or something, and I just like I gotta get it going a little bit. There's no better song. Um, I single handedly rooted for the Eagles specifically because they came out <laughs> to this song. Like hell yeah. I, like I I hate the Eagles, and it was right. just such a hype moment when they came out to that. Um, the the switch from like the dreams part to the nightmares part, like. Um, it was probably the greatest intro I've ever I was heard to say, an album. One of the best intros of all time. And the rest of the album didn't do anything for me, but like that specific song, man, it, it just gets me going in a way that not a lot of songs can. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's a good one. Good pick. I, I respect that. Uh, this one, the, my number 10 is a little bit deeper. Um, it is 1-800-273-8255. Yep. The, uh, the Suicide hot, Hotline song by Logic. Um, this was really hard for me to keep up. Right, I, I just—it's it, not my favorite Logic song, but like, I think it just means so much to so many people, uh-huh. and it changed so many lives. I wanted to show it some love. Part of that too was some of the performances he did live, like some of the award shows and stuff with it that went with, like the performances that went with it that really like stick you out. You think for it me. helped? You think it helped? Yes. Yeah. Like I think about um, when they had all the people standing there wearing I forget what the shirt said. Um, yeah. And then he gives his big speech at the end. Right. Like all of that like ties into me. Um, so I really do like that pick. Can't forget uh, Khalid and Alessia yes. Cara on this song. They both killed it. Um, just a really powerful, you know, deep song. And mm-hmm. I wanted to show some love. So that's my number 10. We're going this way. Unless you want to switch it back yeah, up. No, I'll, I'll keep yeah, going. You keep going. All right. My number nine is Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. 
Okay. Absolutely love this song. <laughs> Definitely uh, a chart topper, for yes, sure. exactly. It had all the Billboard um, commercial success. Um, shows out the pipes. Um, just a good, easy tune to put on. Everybody in the car will pretty much be okay with it. You can carpool um, karaoke to yep, it, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So, think okay. it out loud. I like it. My number nine is Can't Fill My Face by The Weeknd. Another good um, one. Not my favorite Weeknd song, but I think I saw... It was uh, actually it was no, like it, top five for a lot of a lot a lists. lot of people put it on on these lists. I actually was just about to say a uh, false statement. I saw him tweet out that uh, "Earned It" was the yeah. most thumbed up Pandora song of the decade. I could see um, that. But I I just like "Can't Feel My Face" better, and it like dominated charts yep. for a long time during that period. Uh, 2015 is when it came out, but uh, the weekend really came on in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he killed it, and I think this song. Uh, really is the epitome of his success all right my number eight so kind of like you said not my favorite by this artist but if i had to guess what one song is like most popular for him i went with it that's um dna by kendrick nice okay um just an absolute banger of a song damn is an absolute like incredible piece of art Mm -hmm. um so i had to give kendrick some love he really doesn't have like huge billboard type songs i I can think of a couple right um but dna i think when i looked was one of the ones that peaked the highest for him okay um so i went with dna it was hard to pick one kendrick song for me but we'll get there there. (laughs) all right uh mine that was your number eight yeah okay my number eight was not a a chart topper at all um just a really deep song that i wanted to show some love it was more so the artist himself and this is just one of my favorite songs by him and that is Love Yours by J. Cole mm-hmm. off of uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Um, just in, in, incredible, yep. incredible album. And I think that's my favorite song off that album, so I just want to show it love. All right, my number seven, this song made me stop hating a man. Um, <laughs> it's called Sorry by J- uh, Justin Bieber. Okay. Uh, I was never a Bieber fan. Right. Hated Justin Bieber. He dropped this song, and I was like, all right, this this is a bop right here. I'm a, I'm is, a fan. It's definitely The whole bop. album purpose was incredible right. actually no it really um, was so i was thinking about putting a justin bieber song on my list but it was going to be uh love yourself you should go and love yourself oh yeah yeah that that one was yeah it was a toss-up between that right and this one if I, I were to pick one it would have been that I one lean, but sorry though so i respect my number that. Se- uh seven yeah number seven for me is thank you next by Ariana mm, grande yes. uh came out in i it was one of those weird ones like the album came out in 2018 but i think the single came out in 2017 yeah. Um I don't know, I just really like the song. It's really more so a song about self-love than like hating on all her former men. Mm-hmm. Uh that's like the surface level thing of it, but um I, I don't know. I just really like the song. It's a radio hit. Um and yeah, it's it's about self-love, so I respect it. All right, my number 6 is one of the most beautifully songs ever written. Okay. It is Someone Like You by Adele. Um Okay. I have an Adele song that's not it. Though. Is it Hello? Because no. that was the no, okay. no, definitely uh, rolling in the deep. Then, um, uh, yeah, mm, maybe <laughs> <laughs> there were so many Adele songs, and there she were. was such a superstar that it was too. really hard to not. Um, and someone like you, I think, was like maybe the first single she had. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, I leaned that one. Um, but and, and it was one where she just showcased the pipes. Yeah, um, for sure. So, okay, someone like you. That's your. Are we on six? six? My number six is an Adele song too, and it is rolling in the deep. Yep. Uh, like, there's a fire. 
<laughs> that's more, I think, so the the chart topper. Yeah. It's more like the radio-friendly yeah. hit. Uh, but now that you say it, the more compelling song is probably Someone Like You. But, uh, yeah, Adele just had so many, like, uh-huh. hits in 2010s. And it's weird to say they're hits. Like, yeah. they're actual, like, they're artsy-fartsy yeah. songs. But, like, yeah, she she killed it in 2010s. So. Yep. All right, my number five, uh, this one's tricky because, like, from a song standpoint, I'm not sure it's really a top ten song, but you have to think about everything, like, within it, and mm-hmm. that's This Is America by Childish okay. Gambino. Yeah, this is, this is fucking crazy. Um, this isn't my song, but we have the same artists in the same <laughs> row. Um, so I think of, like, the video, the cultural impact yep. that song had, um, and I had to put it in there. Again, if you're just purely listening to this song, Probably not a top ten song, right? But when you encapsulate everything with it, um, to me, I had to put it. in the If you top watch 10. the video with uh, it, yeah. it's, that's what yeah. gets you. All right, so it's funny. Uh, we had Adele in the same can, slot. Can, can I guess have. what this one is? Yeah, Redbone. It is correct. Yep. Redbone. Just a bop of the oh, song. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that it sounds like he messed with his vocals on the song, but nah, yeah. he just switched up his singing. Uh, I just think that's so like incredible to mm-hmm. do. And it's just a dope song. I, I really vibe with it. So Red Bone by Chaz Gambino in 2016. All right, my number four. Um, this is just pure respect to this man because you could argue he won the decade. Um, it's Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Okay. Um, it seemed like every song he had was a number one song. Uh, yeah, And this for sure. one, I think, was probably the biggest of those. Yeah. Um, you want to so. know, I was tr- I was going to include a Bruno song, and it was going to be like one that you wouldn't think of, and that is Just the Way You Are, the song oh, that put him on. That's a good song. That's a good fucking song. Good and song. I looked, and it came out in 2010, and I was yeah. like, do I put it on here? Yeah. I couldn't. I just I had couldn't. to give it's him an honorable mention because... That That's, man might have won the decade. Yeah, oh, he absolutely had so many hits in this decade. All right, you're number four. Number four is uh, Thinking About You by Frank Ocean. Mm. Came out in 2012. Um, I am personally a bigger fan of Blonde, yeah. the album, but this song sticks out as a single to me. Um, Frank Ocean is incredible, and this song's awesome. So number four. All right, number three. I'm going to a country song here. Uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Old Town Row remix, oh, Lil Nas shit. X and a, Billy Ray that, that Cyrus. Was, that was a total juke. <laughs> like I was like waiting for like a long ass go beer. Listen, this song is incredible. Uh, put, put black people on the country music. Um, I, I can't say no. Like it's hard. Usually those type of songs, I'm just like, yeah, okay. But this song, like, it just swept. Like, it's yeah. it's crazy because it started off as like like a viral yeah. like thing, and he got viral, and it became like a song. He did the whole remixes like 25 times, and <laughs> the one with Billy Ray is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, so, it's so good. It, it is. So good. And it just, I feel like it took over, yeah. uh, dominated all social media. Um, Lil Nas X is basically popular because of this, right? And popular and rich forever because of it right um so it's i mean he's not made for grammys yeah. because of it it's yeah. insane it's, it's insane what the internet can do now yep. uh it's crazy uh we're on number three so this is this was tough for me this is where my kendrick song lays um if i had to pick like i don't know if it's his best song but the one that's like his like if i what i think of best song i think like deepest and most thought-provoking and i would have picked sing about me uh, off of Good Kid, Mad City. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it, like, it's just a fucking thinker of a song. It's amazing. But I, I went a different route. I went 
compelling mixed with chart topping. And so I picked Humble off of Damn yeah. um, by Kendrick Lamar in 2017. Um, mixed with the video, this song is fucking incredible. Yeah. It's just a banger, and it's re- like it. It's thought provoking, mixed with the banger. Like that's what I think Kendrick does the best. Is like on a surface level, like his song is like, damn, I want to bop my head to this shit. But if you really peel back the layers, it's like dense and yeah. like really has a meaning. So. Humble by Kendrick, number okay. three. My number two, um, this is a shout out to all the uh, basic white girls out there. I went Blank Space by Taylor Swift. Nice. Um, probably one of the, like, the top like songs of the decade as yeah. far as charts go. And, like, I would have picked 22. One. I would have picked 22. Yeah, but I think this one had more like. Of the ch- chart like, topping yeah. radios. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I went with that. Okay. Um, we Are Never Getting Back Together probably would have been my choice or style. Oh, really? Big T-Swift fan. Um, <laughs> but I went with Blink Space. Respect. All right. My number two is Formation by Beyonce. Right. Okay, ladies. Now let's yep. get in Formation. Uh, just a, a banger of a song. And I like when Beyonce raps. So yeah. Formation, number two. All right. My number one has Beyonce. Okay. Let's hear it. It's the two biggest stars collabed together really it is drunken love oh okay. okay it is husband and wife the power couple together you get the great pop hits you get a smooth ass jay-z verse um uh, everybody was riding their surfboard um <laughs> the music video is incredible um so solid in love is solid, my number one solid pick my number one is more of like a like a compelling song i don't know if it really did the charts but that's runaway by kanye west and push a t off of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy um one note can do so much so much shit the piano just an amazing song it's long i love like the the weird um auto-tune breathing into the mic like it's just such a dope song so it is and it watch, really, really and, deep. and watch the uh long ass short film for it. Have you ever watched that? I've never seen that. It's Thirty minutes long. It's fucking weird, but it's pretty crazy. I don't ever see Kanye going back to that form. So yeah. All right. Well, I do. You have. Uh, we probably have a ton of honorable mentions that. Right. I don't know if you want to name. It's any. just so. It's just, it's yeah, just it's so hard. hard. We could probably to, just move on. What's next? Albums. Let's do albums. Okay. Okay, so moving on to albums. I'll start this one. Is that cool? Sure. Okay. Um, again, this one was so hard just because I'm a music buff, and there's just so much to include, so many genres to include. Um, this is definitely going to reflect my music taste. Uh, it's going to be R&B and hip-hop heavy. That's a spoiler alert. I know Brandon will probably have some country in there. But, um, yeah, so that – it is what it is when you get you get what you get from me. Yeah, and, uh, real quick too. Yeah, as far as like criteria for me, uh, similar to songs, I made sure that like only one artist could be represented in my top okay. ten once. Okay, um, there's probably a couple albums See, from some people I could have <laughs> put in there, but again, I wanted to show love to more people. That's fair. Um, so each artist only got one dot in my. Okay, that's fair. Um, my criteria for this. Um, is kind of different than the other ones. Like it wasn't about chart topping shit here. It was more so about like cohesive, compelling, uh, thought provoking music yeah. that really has the critical acclaim. And it's just my favorite shit for me. It came down to, could I listen to it from start to finish multiple times and still like enjoy it and like remember the moment. Like I first heard it. Right. That, um, that's so fair. That's what, that's what it came down to me. 
Okay, I th- this number 10 one I think will uh, be a shock to you, I guess. And that is Control by SZA oh, in okay. 2017. Um, I think this is a coming-of-age story from a s- female perspective. Um, a TDE release just really put SZA onto superstardom. She's blown up. Can't wait to see what she does in 2020. Uh, but it really starts with this album, and I think it's just incredible. So number 10, Control, SZA. All right, my number 10 is Night Train by Jason Aldean. Don't know this album, but yeah. I respect it. <laughs> uh, one of my absolute favorite albums. Um, I actually like can remember when I first listened to it. It was my stepdad came and picked me up at Mizzou freshman year and then was driving us home, and I just like was listening to it in the car, played it all the way through, and then I was just I was in love. I uh, went and saw this um, tour. Um, Jason Aldean's one of my favorite country artists, and um, – Start to finish, it's a really cohesive, tells a really cool story. Really? Um, mm-hmm. About cool. like his whole journey through music um, and love and all of that stuff. So um, really big fan, Night Train, Jason Aldean. His guitarist it went to East High School. Oh, cool. That, very interesting. Little little uh, knowledge drop on y'all for uh, the there you go, Best the of Iowa, Decade podcast. That's right, that's right. All right, my number nine is um, kind of – out of left field, if you will, in terms of where the rest of my list will be. But uh, that's Sweetener by Ariana Grande from 2018. Yep. Um, had so that. many hits on it. Yeah. And even some of the songs that weren't really hits like are really, really good bops. Mm-hmm. Um, like the actual song Sweetener, I really fucking enjoy. Uh, just some really good – I think this is really – her best album, in my opinion. Uh, some may argue Thank You Next is, but I just really enjoy this one. And I think Ariana Grande definitely dominated the 2010s, and I think this is her best album. So it gets the number nine nod for me. Okay, my number nine, um, this one's more so off critical acclaim rather than like personal choice. Okay. It's 444 uh, nice. by Jay-Z. Good pick. Um, just a masterpiece of an album right um from an art standpoint is why i felt like i had to have it in the top 10 okay again probably not even my favorite jay-z album no. um but just there's a lot to choose there, from there's a, <laughs> yeah there's just the moment he was in when he released it and like yeah. what the moment meant how heavy it was right was just absolutely incredible so right 444 very honest and vulnerable yes. and in the spot he was in when he did release it it was just, it, it changed things for a lot of rappers, I yep. think. So, a lot of hip hop in general. All right, my number eight is Malibu by Anderson Pack from 2016. This is honestly just a personal preference for me. I just absolutely I was love wondering this. Where this one was I absolutely love this album. Um, I think this is kind of his Marshall Mathers LP. Like, he's going to always be chasing this album in terms of quality. Um, Ventura. You know, kind of came close, but um, I don't know. Just this is uh, top to bottom. I can listen to this album any day. It's just amazing. So Malibu, Anderson Peck. My number eight is Tailgates and Tan Lines by Luke Bryan. Um, <laughs> had multiple country. like country bumpkin. <laughs> yeah, multiple top ch- uh, like top of the chart songs on there. Um, really, really good. I'm not a huge Luke Bryan fan. Um, later on in the decade, I think he turned like way too poppy, um, and it it just it didn't do it for me. Um, but this is another one I went and saw the tour, um, and it just like made it come to life even more. Um, so 
absolutely incredible album from start to finish. So Luke Bryan, Tailgates and Tain Lads, number eight. Hell yeah. All right. Number seven um, is Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. It's also my number seven. Really? Okay. Yep. We can talk about it together then. Um, I think more so it's what it did for streaming. Um, yep. This was the first album that won the best rap album Grammy, um, and it put it, it was the first album that the Grammys recognized that you didn't have to sell per mm-hmm. se. In uh, you can argue that oh you buy Apple Music and you have to pay for that, but right. uh, you get the Grammy. It is what it is. Uh, it's a mixtape and it won a Grammy. It's just a really cool thing, and it's just a really fucking good album. Um, it's it, very powerful, uplifting. Right. Uh, very religious, mm-hmm. but also fun, um, compelling. It tells his story. Uh, just, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yes. Coloring Books. So. Absolutely. And another one that we saw um, yes. the tour. We did. Um, and it just makes it come to life. Technically, we met him for like we five did, seconds. Yeah, we, we played Rock, Paper, played Scissors. Rock, Paper, Scissors. Uh, I don't think Chance said a word to either of us, but uh, we, we met him technically. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number six. A lot of people are might hate this pick. They might hate it, but I'm standing by it. This is my hot take of the albums list, and that's For Your Eyes Only by J. Cole. Some people would be like, why the hell? If you're going to pick a J. Cole album, why didn't you pick Forest Hills Drive? Let's talk about it because my number six is 2014 Forest Hills Drive. There you go. That's perfect then. So I picked For Your Eyes Only because, one, I think it's his most – in my mind, critical acclaim. I think it's his to Pimper Butterfly right now in his discography. I do think he has it in him to make a better album than he ever has, but right now in his discography, I think uh, this is the top tier. I just think the, 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 the chops you have to have to wrap a whole album from a different perspective yeah. and to maybe even so tie it into your life. Like I think at that, when I remember first listening to this album and uh, the she's mine, you know, and at that yep. point you're like, okay, well J Cole had a, had a baby. And at that point you think it's a girl. And then I remember, uh, I think just this past year we talked about on a podcast um, on one of his other songs from Revenge of the Dreamers 3, um, I think it was Sacrifices when he talks about uh, his wife and uh, she gave the, gave me the gift of my son. So you know he has a son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in another song he says, I have two sons. Or yeah, the first song, Under the Sun. I got a couple of sons. Uh, so the fact, I feel like more so that is him telling the truth where he has sons. And on... Um, for your eyes only, he's telling from a whole complete different perspective. It's just I don't know. There's something about it that's in, insane. I think a lot of uh, this album definitely got overlooked. It didn't get a lot of publicity. He didn't do any any interviews after it came out. Um, no promo really. It dropped, and it was a surprise drop in December that year. Um, but I think looking back, people will look at this album and be like, "This is a special album." Yeah. So no, that's why no I, that's why I chose it. No doubt for me, uh, it's the versatility that he shows on 2014 Forest Hill Drive, right? And the deep, deep, deep storytelling he tells, um, whether it's you know hands in the air now to um, you know the first time he had sex and wet dreams, like yeah, he paints a song. very vivid picture. Um, he he has, I think there's some that that are kind of hits on there but then some that are some some are a little bit deeper cut so right. um, and i don't hate, i don't hate that pick yeah. I, I really don't like i could see why everyone probably listening to this would pick that over for your eyes only yeah. i just think that looking back people will be like like for your eyes only it's is the definitely one. a like 
For Your Eyes is definitely a one of the more underrated albums of this decade, right. I feel like. Because like you said, it didn't get the pub. It didn't get the love that it definitely deserved. Right. Because right. it showcased his true talent. De- so. Definitely. And I think there's still he still has a lot to showcase to come. And especially with the fall off in 2020, I'm excited. So we'll see. All right. Let's move on to number five. Uh, that is Damn by Kendrick okay. Lamar. It's tied for my number five. Really? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, Interesting. So, uh, so that kind of spoils a little bit that I know you only do one per artist. So this is, this is your Kendrick. Yeah. I know for you to pimp a butterfly is like your masterpiece of rap. Um, Correct. To me, it's not for me. So I just don't feel it on that level. Um, Dan was just incredible. Start to finish bangers, deep songs. Even like you said earlier, when it feels like a banger, there's still a deeper right. meaning in it. Bro, I, I I could I could write you a dissertation on Dam. I I could sit, I could do a two hour podcast on Dam. Like it, yeah. it's incredible. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Um, big fan. And for me, it tied with Lemonade. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lemonade on, is like number five. five okay. So it tied. It, it's incredible, and and the video with I was it, gonna say the vi- the visual aspect yeah. of it is what really brings it home. Yeah, and, and just kind of to like it plays off four forty four, and like just the dynamic of everything with it. Yeah, it's um, incredible. It's it's incredible. And uh, yeah, okay, I'll I'll get yeah, more yeah. on that because uh, spoiler, it's on my list too. But uh, number four for me is Blonde by Frank Ocean. Um, Again, this is an album that grew on me. I think in my the year that it came out, twenty sixteen, I think I had like Starboy above it, um, oh, which yeah. is incredible. But I think uh, Blonde has done more for the decade. It's done more for Frank Ocean himself. Um, I just, it's such a fucking good album, mm-hmm. and uh, so many songs that you could pick from it to be on your song list. But um, I think as a whole, it's just a great piece of art and it's it's a beautiful album blonde frank ocean number four all right number four for me this is probably the album i've listened to the most in my life okay um it's not going to be on most people's top 10 um it's true stan i get it (laughs) it is recovery okay Um, that's fair it was like to think about like 2010 me when i was in high school when eminem dropped it was unbelievable it was like he was all the way back i didn't like relapse i was super disappointed and then he drops this and like start to finish all the way through the message it tells the the, to showcase his skill and that he was back in the rap game it was going to be a force um it was just inspiring to me and it just i I could still remember driving in my shitty little blue car every day to (laughs) school bumping this album and it's just I definitely listen to it a lot too. Yes, I'll it, be honest. It's, I remember pl- I remember playing baseball, and this is just we listen to this over and over yes. and over again. Practice, uh, yeah, great album, great album. It just I, I wish it made the cut. It just yeah, yeah. there's just and a I lot. understand why it's it doesn't make a cut for right. a lot of people, but for me, it just it takes me back to that time and place. Fair, and what it made me feel that I had to have it in my time. I'm surprised there. like Not Afraid didn't make your songs list or yeah. Something. I was thinking about putting it honestly. Yeah. It's an honorable mention song, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to number three, it is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. It dropped in 2010. Some would argue it's like the greatest album of all time. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Uh, there's just uh, so much good fucking music out there. I think this is Kanye's masterpiece. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think Kanye will ever make a better album than this. I, 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 
I dare him to. Uh, I want. I want. I want you. I want you to. But I just. I don't foresee it. It's. This is just a beautiful top to bottom album. The features. The production. Uh. The. The like. It's not even like. I don't want to say a message, but it's just like. It's just like it feels like a dream, and it's like a sexual, fucked up, dark dream. Yeah. But that's his beautiful fantasy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's Twisted. Just, it, it, it's just a really, really good fucking album, and there yep. you could pull out songs like "Runaway," "Power," uh, "All the Lights." There's just so much, so much, and it put a lot of people on. Uh, I, I mean, to the mainstream audience, it probably put Pusha T on. Um, it, it just, it's so good, so good, so appalled. Just so many yep. fucking good songs. All right, my number three, if there's one country album I want you to listen to ever, it is this one, okay? <laughs> it's Luke Combs. It's This One's For You. It's his debut album. He became the first artist ever to have his first seven singles hit number one. Um, six of them came from this album. Again, his debut album. Um, he, that's, he that's crazy. had never like played an instrument before at like 23. He dropped out of college and taught himself how to play the guitar. And like three years later, he drops this album. Wow. Just absolutely incredible talent. Um, again, another one I've seen live, and he actually sounds better live than in a studio. Um, he is just truly like a unique artist. Um, and just this album is absolutely amazing from like very raw stories to like love ballads to like fun, like kind of like party songs. Like it has everything in it. Um, so this one's for you by Luke Combs. I like it. Good, uh, good pick at, on the countryside. <laughs> um, all right, my number two. You've already mentioned it is Lemonade by Beyonce. Um, this is the female version of To Pimp a Butterfly. That might spoil my number one, but I don't really care. Um, it's just incredible. It so in, in the world where like people fuck up and people cheat, and for one of the biggest artists on the planet to pull a 180 and decide to true love wins and true love conquers, you know, infidelity is just a powerful message. It's a, it's a, and I'm not a woman, so I, I mean, I, I can't really say this, but I feel like this is an album that empowers women. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just, Top to bot, it's a beautiful story. You put in the visual aspect. She dropped like the film on HBO. Um, it's just so powerful and so it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. You mix it together with the 444 and then the every everything is love. Mm -hmm. uh, their joint album that they put out. It's a really beautiful like triangle of a story. And it's a uh, trilogy, really. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I would love to like see a movie or write the movie when the time comes when their stories end. But um, yeah, Lemonade is just an amazing album, and I think it's her best work ever. So Lemonade, number two, All Beyonce. Right, my number two is Take Care um, okay. by Drake. Um, I don't know if one album has catapulted someone into like stardom um, like this did. Um, to me, the 2010s is the decade of Drake. Yeah. I think he's single-handedly one dominated yeah he he is like if we were doing a decade mvp to me it's drake yeah um and this to me is his best like collection of work um 
it starts with like for me the first time i heard this was actually riding in a car with you we were on our way to visit mizzou so like it stands out as like a very important time in my life oh uh, yeah because i was with you and then like that was what made me want to go to mizzou um and just listening to that in the car um just absolute heat throughout this whole album he showcased his rap ability his ability to sing, sing. um so there's the deep cuts there yeah. are the bangers yeah solid i mean we you know how i feel about like take care versus like yeah. nothing was the same but either one i mean worthy of this list they're both great drake dominated so yeah solid pick all right number one i think you guys know it uh <laughs> it is to pimp a butterfly by kendrick lamar brandon said this is what I think as the epitome of a masterpiece. Um, actually, Kendrick won the Pulitzer Prize, which has never been done before by a rapper with Damn. But on this one, he won Best Rap Album. He was up for Album of the Year uh, for General Field. Just a amazing story. Like I, I have never. I remember the first time I listened to this and hearing Tupac speak and how obviously Tupac is dead and. Uh, Kendrick lacing his interview with him mm -hmm. and it's kind of the hope for the black man in America and like I've said this before multiple times on this podcast uh, you know go back through the archives but this I felt the same way I felt when I first saw Shawshank Redemption it's that feeling of hope um, it's just a beautiful story it's cohesive uh, the skits tie with each song. The the skits come together in the end. Uh, there's a political aspect to it. There's a racial aspect to it. It's just beautiful music. There's bangers. There's deep cuts. It's just an amazing body of work. And I said I could do a dissertation and a full two-hour podcast. I could double that with my Tempember Butterfly discussion. It's just incredible like my favorite album of all time to pimper butterfly kendrick lamar all right my number one's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy um it, it is truly a masterpiece it is i like things that are a little bit weird um I like slim shady uh, <laughs> like those like alter ego types right and kanye really struck a chord with that um he talked about some very serious things he talked about some of the stuff he deals with um he put out some bangers in it like it, it is just an incredible very in-depth thorough album right um what's your favorite song off it runaways runaways probably my favorite power, power um is probably right up there do you have like a b-side cut that like is your favorite <sighs> there's two for me that stick what, out what, what would yours be devil in a new dress devil in a new dress is amazing the incredible. best period rick ross verse ever in my mind yeah, um that's that's and uh, Hell of a Life. I fucking love that song. Got married on the dance floor. Uh, it's yeah, just such a, it's, it's just such a like fucked up like, way of thinking. Blame game, I awesome. love. Which uh, one? Blame, blame game. Blame game. So all of the lights I was, is so amazing. I was dark fantasy like right with Nikki and all, right like just so damn good. Monster. How Monster? could we fucking forget yes. Monster? The verse that put Nikki on to stardom. Yeah, it's just incredible. Great, great, amazing album. It really is. All right. Anything else? Should we get on to some artists? Let's, let's this is do, another toughie. Let's do artists. I, I, like I said, I think the, the people categories are the hardest. You, get, you can include so many names. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Right? Was music hard for you? As hard as the uh, actor, movie, actresses? Movies was hard. Uh, or like, yeah, like, I would say movie, like, actors movies tv shows was harder yeah for me because with music i really stick to like a certain like right number it's of what you know yeah um uh, and so like for me it's easier to like 
weed through it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas movies and like actors and all that, I like so many There's different so genres much. and different things right. that um, it's harder for me to like dwindle it down to just ten. For sure. All right. Uh, this was again the body of work. It's you know my favorite, mixed with critical acclaim, mixed with chart topping, mixed with impact. I think that's to be said with all of it is impact, especially with the decade aspect of it. But uh, number 10 might be a hot take. You probably have him higher, but uh, that's Kanye West, number 10. Um, He put out My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is one of the best albums of all time. But he's had a few duds with Mm -hmm. Ye and Jesus is King, in my opinion. Um, It's more so the pop culture aspect, too. I mean, he has his clothing line. uh, He's he's birthed, as he says what so many other artists and so he influences so many other artists and, uh, what he does is a producer as well very very true yeah he was uh, all over that one summer when he did the seven track albums mm-hmm. the he birthed daytona which is amazing pound for pound great album um but yeah kanye west is a pop culture icon and he deserves to at least get acknowledged, so I threw him number 10. Yeah, um, I have two ties, 10 and 9. I okay. have ties. For 10, I went country. Um, Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, they were both on for albums of uh, the decade for me. Um, so I put them in uh, for artists. Um, both just incredible. Um, probably the two most recognizable like country stars right now. Um, they, they just make great songs, um, and they've did it throughout the entire decade um so just delivered throughout each year so um that's my number 10 cool all right my number nine is j cole um i just and like i said mine is more geared towards what i listen to Mm -hmm. hip-hop and r&b um a little bit different in the artist category but j cole in terms of rap um i think he's 1a 1b with kendrick lamar and um he's really starting to especially in 2019 um find his path and make make his way uh, especially with dreamville um they dominated 2019 and he's the head of that um he really just you know starting with 2014 forest hill drive did his thing people loved him for it went platinum double platinum without features that's kind of his shtick um and really made a name for himself and has made just great albums ever Mm -hmm. since so j cole uh, my number nine, uh, another tie here. I had Kanye, um, okay. and then I had him tie with Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars probably should be higher as far as like what he did throughout the whole decade. Yeah, um, from like a just commercial success. He's standpoint. not on my list. He's definitely an honorable mention. He yeah. would probably he he deserves to get some recognition. Yeah. It's Kanye, it's you make the best album of the decade. I have to put you up there. Yeah, um, like you said, there's some misses in there, mm-hmm. um, but Bruno really just for the hits for the moments you know you think about the super bowl you think about all the grammy performances so um i thought i thought he deserved um a nom okay number eight is ariana grande for me um you know chart toppers um she has uh one of my albums was sweeteners thank you next uh she has some other good ones in there but uh more so i i personally think she's one of the best voices of uh, our time I, I think she can hit the vocals uh she has a great voice um she just is loved by really everybody uh, in the whole her and mac miller thing kind of it drew a line in the sand a little bit with some fans but just she's a really good artist and i think she dominated the 2010 so she deserves to get some love yeah my number eight true homer pick it's eminem okay. um just 
obviously he's my favorite rapper. Right. Um, I did think he dropped some really good products. This is his third year or third decade in hip hop. Um, he's still one of the best selling. Let's artists. see. Let's see here. He has recovery. He has marshmallows LP two. He has Kamikaze. Kamikaze. Uh, he has recovery and Kamikaze. And then um, uh, was the Walk on Water one? Recovery. No. Or not recovery. Uh, revival. Sorry. Revival. So Which was four, not my favorite. We all know. Yeah, but yeah. So like four ish albums in there. Right. He also did the Shady XV. He did that. Forgot um, about that. He did the uh, BET where he fucked Trump. Yep. Um, that was a big moment for yeah. hip hop. So just he, he had his hands all over. He did a right. lot of different features. Brought in a lot of different um, up and comers into right. rap. So um, again, probably not a true top ten for right. going like artists, I, but you. I wanted to put him in. I need. I need that like comeback album that like everyone yeah. loves. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Um, number seven is Ed Sheeran for me. This okay. is more of a um, chart topper, radio hits pick. Um, he has bangers. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My number seven is J Cole. Um, okay. Just the quality he puts out. Right. He's probably never going to be a like, big chart topper exactly. as far as like singles and stuff go. But, but he'll, he'll put out is music that hits your soul. Yep. Yeah, yep. for sure. All right, number six is Lady Gaga for me. Um, she's been all over songs. Now she's in movies. Yep. Um, she's just incredible. Another amazing, beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people think she's weird, but when she wants to be normal, she's incredible. And even when she's weird, she's yeah. incredible. She's just a, a great talent, and um, I, I want to give her her flowers while she's here. So, yep. Lady uh, Gaga. my number six, Kendrick. Um, uh -huh. From wow. a quality standpoint, he should be higher. Um, but again, don't know if he's the like the hits type guy. Um, but again, the quality is just unquestioned. So he no doubt deserves um, to be in here. He had no misses throughout the whole decade. Mm -hmm. um, so he's my number six. All right, uh, number five is Adele for me. Um, I think she only came out with two, two albums, albums, but those two albums spawned so many hits, so many. Uh, not and it, it, like I, I said this when we were talking earlier on the songs. Like it's weird to call them hits because they're ballads and they're yep. like beautiful songs. But like so many people loved them yeah. that they played on the radio, and I think that's amazing when you hit that cross platform. And I think Adele just killed it yeah so she i left her off just because of the two albums right thing, but she was definitely an honorable mention for me my number six you already mentioned her it's lady gaga okay um just a true like pop icon right um all the things she did i think of like um the uh, you were born this way or whatever it was mm -hmm. like that song did so many people for so many different types of people um it, and i think like what she did ultimately was she gave voices to kind of like you think of them as like misfits or right. uh, um, weird people, you know, um, and she gave them a voice and um, has really inspired tons and tons of people. And then followed, like to to bookend your decade with A Star Is Born. Right. Um, I really want to include Shallow on my song yeah, list, but I, it, just it was didn't a tough cut, cut for me. It yeah, didn't it make a tough the cut, cut for me. But yeah. OK. My number four is Taylor Swift. OK. Um, you know, just chart. Topper after chart yep. topper um, albums, probably, albums and songs. Yeah, just probably the most successful from like a true Billboard standpoint. Right, and it's crazy to see where she started in this uh -huh. decade as like true blue country, yeah. and now where she's at is like she's a full on pop star, yep. and it's just kind of cool to see that transformation. That transformation. Um, some people, I guess, would call that selling out, but she's just 
she's good at what she does and she makes good music um it's catchy music and some people don't like it but she's really good so my number four is rihanna okay um nice I really wanted to include her. Yeah. I really, I really wanted to include her in song, album, and yeah. artist. She just didn't make the cut for any of them. The quantity that she has from like an actual song standpoint, album wise, I don't think she's that strong. Right. Um, if I had to pick one, it'd be anti. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No doubt. But from an album standpoint, she's not as strong. But it seems like she does that hook, or she does right. that feature, or right. she drops a single. And it's just every single one seems to be a hit. Right. Um, and I, she's another one who I just think, like, culturally, she's, just, oh, hell yeah. she's loved by everybody. Hell yeah. Um, she's got that, like, fuck you attitude. When she comes back, when she drops new music, oh, it's going to be it's huge. Gonna be it's going to be huge. Yes. It also helps that she's an absolute smoke show. That helps, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number two is a uh, smoke show in my mind. Uh, that is Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, she absolutely killed three. it. Wait, we're on three. Oh, we're on three. Damn it. My number two is also Beyonce, so okay. we can just talk about it real quick. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back to three. All let's right. not go out of order. Uh, my number three is Drake. Okay. Sorry, I fucked that up. Um, Drake dominated the 2010s. He's probably your number one, but uh, he's just absolutely incredible at what he does. I think, honestly, he's put out an album probably every year, maybe took like one or two years yeah. off, but... It just feels like he has something up his sleeve all the time, and whenever he drops music, it's big. Um, he has more hits than the Beatles. It's, it's just <laughs> it, it's just insane what he yeah. did this decade, um, and it, it's interesting to think about where he will go. We've talked about it multiple times. Is when is Drake going to fall off? And right. it the, it just doesn't seem like it's in sight right now. And it's just. It's crazy what he's done. He's also back in album mode. Right, he is. It, it, it's it's crazy. I. I'm I'm excited for a new Drake. Yep. I mean, every time he m- drops music, you're going to listen. It's just he is incredible. Yep. So Drake, number my number three, three. Yep. My number three is Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, you you hit on it. I mean, just hit after hit. I think every white girl's in love with right. her. Um, listen, it's great music. Right. She she did the decade uh, artist of the decade performance. Mm-hmm. I was glued to it. Yeah. I was wanting her to go longer. Um, just. She's a talent. And right. You you can't deny it. You you can think she's corny. You can think she's fake. You can think whatever you want. Um, but the girl just produces hits. Did Kanye make that bitch famous? <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless. All right. All well, right. I, already, I already spoiled yeah. my number two. I'm sorry, it's but uh, it's Beyonce. Both of ours. Um, even I had her for uh, Lemonade, mostly so. But like she also had two or maybe three other decade like great mm-hmm. albums um she's great on the features she has jay-z with her um just a, a pop culture icon Absolutely. every time she does something you're there and your eyes are glued the whole uh coachella thing that was amazing she came out with a live the super bowl performance super bowl performance that was amazing she came out with a live album she did the lion king album she was in lion king she's just amazing yeah I-, I love beyonce yep um so that's my number two um my number one yeah is kendrick lamar um masterpiece honestly he has three masterpieces uh some would argue even four i don't think yeah four was i think in the decade section 80 i think dropped 2011 so you could include that i i i that's a really good album but i'm really starting his career with good kid mad city if you count good kid mad city he doesn't have a miss and that's why i'm so intrigued with where kendrick lamar is going next 
Um, I know he just had a kid. I think he's married now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we get a more mature Kendrick Lamar. And really, like you could argue that uh, Good Kid, Mad City, um, like Tempin Butterfly is a good is a continuation of Good Kid, Mad City. Damn's a continuation of Tempin Butterfly. So it'll be interesting to see how he extends that story if he goes that route or if he does. A completely different thing after he's had a kid after he's married i'm just so intrigued by kendrick lamar i think also it also it comes with like the mystery behind kendrick lamar he's such a big star so but he's not he's not really on social media he only drop he only tweets or posts when it's like a promotional thing he's a very private guy i like that j cole's kind of the same way he's starting to kind of open up a little bit more but like I, i think that just makes his his stardom that much bigger and when the quality is there to match that it's just a a beautiful thing i'm rooting for him i hope he keeps getting better um kendrick lamar he just it's more so a a favorite pick uh, a critical pick for me he didn't really dominate the charts but everything he dropped was fucking great and Mm -hmm. it's just it's dominance. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So, I mean, you could argue that Drake dominated based on quantity, but really Kendrick quality. Everything he puts out. I can't name you a bad song with Kendrick on it. It's insane. Yeah. So that that's it for me. No um, doubt. My number one is Drake. Um, I think the quality is amazing, too. Uh, the quantity is definitely there. Uh, I don't know if anybody works harder. Um in, yeah. in the game. Um, I mean, he's always dropping. He's always doing a feature. Right. Um, he's always putting on he's, guys. I was just going to say, he's, that's a big thing with yeah. Drake. He puts on people. Yeah, number one um, side side guy, uh, sidekick guy. Uh, right. All the homies, he brings everybody. Right. Homeboy Hall of Famer. Um, but it's people you haven't even heard of. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, he, yeah. like he put on Migos, yeah. like Migos. He put on J Boy, Block Boy, whatever the fuck his name is. He, he like, there's just so many. Some would argue he even like put on Kendrick. Yeah, like, you could argue, you can make that argument. Um, it, it, it's incredible it to is. see. Uh, really and is. you just think of like he has utilized like pop culture and like social media so perfectly you think of like in my feelings you think about like hotline bling like all of these different songs that he was able to like get different things to go viral and just and even with the 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 the, the raptors thing yeah you know like and he loops in his music with that a little bit yep Um, right to me the only he had two misses one was um uh more life uh the playlist thing wasn't yeah it it I don't Still think good it, songs on there. He tried to be really innovative, and I just don't yeah. think it was it quite an album. Hit. It wasn't a playlist. It yeah. was an album. It didn't quite hit as what I think he thought it would. And then the other ones, just the stuff with push. Um, but yeah. hey, he's also look. He a lot of people think he's like a corny like singer, like softy. I mean, he he whooped Mink Mill's ass and and going back and battling. So like he showcased like his different talents um, and. Listen, man, he just hit after hit. Seeing him live when he did, he gets on a roll, like, I don't know if there's anything better. Right. I mean, it was truly incredible. It was. Um, so, uh, shout out Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Graham, I like it. All right, let's move on to a little bit of sports. A little bit of sports. This is Brandon's cup of tea. It's what he's go. been waiting for. All right, we're going to do some sports moments and then round it out with some athletes. Um, so, sports moments, um, number 10, I'm going to start with uh, – 
I'm interested to see like the diversity here, like yeah. if we'd agree on anything. But uh, number sixteen seed UMBC okay. beating number one Virginia in 2018. Yep. Never been done before. Just a, a cool thing. We've been waiting for it every year. Yep. There's like, oh my god, it's gonna happen, and then it never does. Finally happened. Just a cool kind of fun over the thing. national number one seed too. Right, right. All right, my number ten is sports betting being legalized. Okay, there you um, go. Just uh, the different like revenues it opens up, the different opportunities, like what it does. The Arizona Cardinals actually just had a player who got suspended by the NFL because he was betting on games. Oh wow, which is a big no no. Yeah. So <laughs> just the different like avenues it opens up and what it does. Um, like I, I I don't think we can overstate how important and like what that market will open up. So um, it really took a turn like the last couple of years. I don't think anybody thought it would be legal in anywhere other than like Vegas or offshore right, stuff. Right. And now even Iowa, we can gamble. So um, it's crazy. Sports betting was a huge thing for sports in this decade. Okay. Uh, my number nine is Serena Williams winning a Grand Slam while pregnant. Yeah. Um, just the the headline there. Yeah. It's just insane. Uh, it, it was twenty seventeen. Um, just a cool thing. She do- like she is a, a dominant athlete in general, but that you add that little storyline with it, it's just insane and it's crazy. Um, and it I think it warrants a sport moment. Yeah. So. so my number nine um, is the decision. LeBron going to That's, uh, Miami. Yeah. I think it's arguably the biggest moment in sports this decade. Right. It really set in forth like the player, um, like movement right as in like you get to own it, your it be, own career it, it, it kind of it kind of began the super team yeah if you will, it, a little it, bit. that too but also just the player like instead of us just like thinking of it from like always siding with the owner and right. stuff like it really let the players take control right. of their own for career sure, for sure and lebron wore that baggage and now we don't even blink an eye when a superstar leaves a team mm-hmm. whereas like People still hate LeBron because of how he handled that. Yeah. Right or wrong. Um, it's the only thing this man probably handled poorly in his whole life. Um, and it was just such a big moment for like sports as a whole. Yeah. Um, that I was I was going to include it, but I was I I, I was scared that it was out of the two thousand ten. Was it twenty ten? Okay. 2010. See I, I I was nervous that it yep. wouldn't be. I didn't want to get exposed. <laughs> it should have been on the list for sure. Uh, my number eight is Kaepernick taking a knee. Yep. Um, yep. Love it or hate it, um, it was a huge moment, you know, political wise, all that shit. Um, I personally think that it's kind of bullshit. He's out of the league, whether you agree with me or not. Um, it, that's it is what it is. I really don't care, but it's a huge moment in mm-hmm. sports history. Um, you know, looking down the line, it could it could be a huge moment in civil rights history yeah. um when you when you look further down the line we you have yet to see how it plays out um i hope i hope he gets another shot i'm rooting for him um whether you think he handled the uh training um where p- teams were looking at him it came out and he had a, his workout whether you think he handled that poorly or not it's up to you, I guess. Uh, but the the taking a knee itself was just in, it was a big moment, and I remember that whole NFL year 
stemmed yeah. from that that storyline. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, my number eight is in 2012, MLB decided to go to uh, two wild card teams and have the wild card game. Okay, um, cool. I think it brought a ton of excitement Hell back yeah. to baseball. Hell yeah. Set up a lot of different things. Um, it made teams uh, not sell as much at the deadline. Teams became more buyers, so it made the trade deadline more fun. Um, it just opened up a lot of different things for the game of baseball. Um, some people are starting to hate it now. Because you play 162 games and it all You're comes down one. to one, but yeah. um, hey. it has that excitement. It makes level it more that baseball lacks for sure. So for that's sure. my number eight. All right, my number seven is the U.S. women's soccer team winning the World Cup last year, or I guess this year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a just a cool moment. Um, I, what's the girl with the Megan what Megan Rapinoe? Yeah, just kind of her importance with uh, that whole movement. Um, just a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My number seven is Kaepernick taking the knee. Okay. Um, you touched on it. Listen, it dominated sports, whether it still does. Mm-hmm. Um, it split people. Um, it was controversial. I think when we look back on it, it's going to be one of those things where, um, some people are going to be on the right side of history. Some people are going to be on the wrong. Definitely. Um, we don't realize that in the moment. Um, the civil rights mo- uh, movement wasn't popular when it started. Um, you look back on it now and I think everybody can agree that was for the best. So right. one of those things where in the moment, a little touchy, um, but in the end, I think it's going to um, showcase um, what it meant um, and just the courage it took to, you know, take a knee for what you believe in. And basically give up his yeah. career. Yeah. Like it, it, it ruined his career. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So my okay. number seven. Uh, number six for me is Tiger winning uh, Master in 2019. Yeah. It's kind of the comeback story. Um, Tiger is one of the best athletes of our lifetime and uh his dominance in the you know early 2000s i guess and the fact that he came back after all his controversy and his uh health issues and his injuries it's just a really cool thing yeah so my number six um it's kind of a mosh pit here i have serena rafi nadal roger federer and uh djokovic um just the pure dominance we've seen in tennis i mean Serena just completely dominating the women's game, and then those three just dominating the men's game. Uh, the talent that all four of them have, the amount of major wins that they have, we've never seen tennis like this. Um, I'm not a huge tennis fan, but even like when it's championships at one of the majors, I mean, I'm watching because yeah. it's incredible tennis. They're at the peak of their powers. Uh, like Federer's like almost 40 still out here winning majors. Right, I mean, it's it is just absolutely incredible the level um, that they play at. Right, so. All right, uh, my number five is Auburn's kick six yeah, against Alabama in 2013. I remember like seeing this play. Yeah. It's just fucking incredible. Yeah. It's, it was just so cool to be in that moment and witness it. Um, just honestly, if, it, if we're talking about one play, it might be like my favorite play. Maybe I think the one other one that I can think of is the David Tyree helmet catch. I yeah. think that wasn't in the 2010s. Well, the 2008, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, the kick six was just incredible yeah. to witness. That so. one didn't make my list. That's a really good one. Uh, my number five is UMBC over UVA. Okay, cool. Um, 16 beating the one, David versus Goliath. Yeah. Uh, and not just beating them. I mean, they whooped their right, ass. I right. mean, they dominated them from start to finish. And I think what's also cool is when you bookend that, the um, next year UVA comes out and makes the run and wins the national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of that like um, 
that story that you know they were able to learn from it right and, and it motivated them and made it better so just overall something i don't think i ever would have guessed i'd seen in my lifetime yeah. um so really really cool um moment to see that definitely my next two are kind of boring but i think they definitely warrant a mention here uh and number four for me is uh the patriots dominance yeah um it's not really a moment, but I mean, it, it's a thing. You just got to respect it. You got to respect it. Um, I hate the Patriots, but a lot of people get bored of a team when they're winning. And, um, you know, a lot of people, it, it takes a lot for someone to say, like, my, my, I don't like this team, but I got to, I, I got to show it love because yep. they're fucking great. And that, that is the Patriots. Um, they've won. I don't even, I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but they're always in it. Yeah. Never count them out. It, it, they're just uh, Brady, Belichick. Machine. They're, they're machine. They really are. So yeah. Patriots dominance, number four. My number four is the college football playoffs. Cool. Um, just another thing that completely changed the game. We got away from the BCS system. Um, more teams get involved. Um, we I hope get, they expand it. But. Yeah, I, and I think we're headed that way. But And it just opens so many different doors for college football. Um, it makes the debate around college football a ton of fun. Um, it makes that selection show on that sun that last Sunday after championship Saturday just super intense, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's just it's an incredible thing for the game. Um, yeah, it's not perfect, um, but it's fun and it gets people right. talking, right. and that's that's what you want. So um, number four is the college football playoffs for me. Okay, uh, number three is Bama's dominance. Yeah. I think I put them over the Patriots just because. Uh, it's a college team, and they're yeah. always losing players. Like, you know you're going to lose players, yeah. whereas pros, I mean, you can at least try to stick together, whereas college, you know you're going to, like, graduate right. and leave and leave early for the pros. So I think, I mean, Nick Saban just reloading year after year after year. Granted, they didn't make the college football playoff this year, which is just crazy to even think about. Um, but they've just been dominant year after year, and it's just a testament to Nick Saban – probably the best coach in college football history um it's just yeah it is what it is yeah so my number three is lebron and the Cavs coming back from down three one um never been done before going against just a complete juggernaut that had won the most games in nba regular season history yep uh you think about you have the poster of lebron making the block Kyrie hitting the three iconic moment just absolutely incredible put the exclamation point on lebron's career he's still not done um, right but just what an iconic moment right um, and all of that stuff was and that's my number two uh i think it's even cooler that it was in his hometown yeah he did it with the Cavs. he did it before he left um and it was just uh like it was you can argue MJ, LeBron, the greatest, whatever. One of the greatest player doing it on a team in his hometown. He kind of built from the ground out. Granted, they got some pieces, but they played the juggernaut. They beat the Goliath, and it was just a great – game seven, right, or was it six? Game seven was the block. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So it was. They came down to game seven. Just a great series itself. Just an amazing moment. Yeah, so absolutely. that's my number two. My number two. You had it earlier. It's Tiger winning the Masters. Okay. Um, listen, there's not an athlete who moves the needle more in any sport than mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. No one watches golf unless if Tiger's playing. He had all those back surgery. He had his back fused together. Most people, like physically, like 
don't recover from that, let alone pick up a golf club and come back and find a way to win after all the scandals, after all of the stuff to come back to win that. I will fully admit I was in my living room crying like an absolute baby. <laughs> there was a video where Gene Wojciechowski like does the voiceover and he's like, and now coming to the tee, Tiger Woods. And like, it, I watch it every now and then and I get emotional. Tiger is one of those few guys. I get it. He's not a perfect human. None of us are, <laughs> but the like what he does for a, a sport to just put it on its back and carry it right. is incredible. Mm. And there's nothing, there's no one ever like Tiger Woods ever again um, that can just make you sit down on a couch and watch Sunday, see him in the red, hear the roars. I mean, it, it is incredible. I'm getting excited just talking about. <laughs> I, I, it, it's, it's it's incredible. I love it. I love it. And I think our number one it's gonna is be the, the same. same. Uh, yeah, the Cubs winning the World Series in 2016. Yep. Um, just down three to one. I mean, we're homers. Yeah. So I mean, it's it. it you know, maybe Listen, for they some broke people, the biggest drought in right. In, but I in think it warrants it, it yeah. warrants uh, at least top three. Yeah. You know, and again, they were down three to one. Hundred and eight years they had to come back. Um, that did it happen in game seven. Yeah, they're they down three games yeah. to one. They, they jump out to a big lead. They blow the lead. You get the rain delay. Yeah, extra innings. They win Just, on the road. All of the different things, all, all the stars aligned, storylines. Yeah, it was it was awesome, absolutely incredible. Another night, I just sat there and cried like a baby. Yeah, it. I remember my. I I just have so many stories I could tell. I remember sitting at my mom and dad's house. Um, it was still when I was living with them, and um, I I could not watch with my dad anymore. He's <laughs> the biggest negative fan. Uh, he he loves them with a passion, but he loves to gripe on them. Yeah. and I'm like, Dad. They're going to be fucking okay. <laughs> and I remember when the uh, – I don't remember the guy specifically, but the dude from the Indians hit the Roger home run. Davis, and yeah. he's like, great, I have to wait another fucking year. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, it's going to be all right. And it was fucking all right. They won. It was just – it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, for me, I was unemployed living with uh, my ex-girlfriend now at the time in the apartment. She was sleeping because she had to go to work the next day. So I'm like jumping around like silently yelling to myself <laughs> and crying. Um I actually have the World Series DVD that I watched the other day, and it's a ton of fun to watch. Um, listen, nothing that I love more than the Cubs. They're like my number one team. Um, I grew up on my great-grandma's lap watching WGN, watching the Cubs. Um, just it, it was an incredibly special moment. Right. Um, so, yeah. Did you Easy get to see the trophy? No. You I haven't didn't. seen it yet anywhere? Yeah. I mean, the next time you go to a Cubs game, it's there. They yeah, have a little thing with little, it. You like need to check the, that yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So, it's cool. Yeah. All right. Sports moments. We got to love them. Now we're, let's uh, round out the decade podcast with some athletes. And here, here's my one rule for this. Okay. I stuck to, I tried, a athlete per sport. Okay. Okay. I had like some ties. Um, but yeah, I didn't really stick yeah. with that. Sorry. But uh, yeah, I this was kind of tough for me. Not going to lie. Uh, it's probably kind of easy for you, yeah, I would assume. This was easy. Um, excuse me. I'm. I'll. I'll start it off. My number ten. Um, I wanted to throw uh, some love to this sport, hockey. Uh, Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. I think over. I guess could you argue Ovechkin? Yeah. Maybe. But I think in the 2010s, I think Sidney Crosby, at least to the casual hockey fan, is yeah. the hockey player. Yep. Yep. My number ten is. Um, I have a tie. I have three ties. <laughs> <laughs> is Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey. Okay. Um, they're not the best at their sport, but they're the 
But they're the best at getting eyeballs to the sport, and that's what the UFC needed. They needed something to breathe light into them, and these two did that. Um, incredible personas, um, incredible at selling matches. Uh, Ronda, at her peak, was the most dominant right. women's fighter of all time. Crazy to see the fall, but when yeah, she was the on, fall she went was fast. on. Yeah. Um, McGregor, the most entertaining guy, yeah. um, arguably in sports, making a big comeback in January. Um, so... Um, UFC is a sport I've grown to love um, this decade. It's really grown a lot this decade, and a lot of that is because of those two right there. So. Okay. Uh, my number nine, I just kind of threw this in there because I really like him. Uh, maybe he should doesn't deserve to be on this list, but uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Um, I just – if I'm picking a, a quarterback, it's going to be Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, I've always been team, team Right. A lot of people will say you're an idiot, Tom Brady, but uh, – uh, Peyton Manning, you know, is the every time I think about like audibles and like him yeah. managing the game, um, I think of uh, Peyton Manning, yeah. and uh, he got his wins, and he he's a just a great quarterback. So, Peyton Manning. All right, my number nine is Simone Biles. Nice. Um, probably the most dominant gymnast gymnast in the entire world. She is on um, my list as well. High flyer. Uh, really captured America in the last uh, Olympics. Olympics. Going back again, um, I think this summer. Uh, yep. or net, well, 2020 summer. Um, so Simone, Simone Biles. Okay. Number eight for me is Roger Federer. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about in the last category just his dominance. Yep. Um, he's just an absolute stud at what he does, and he's getting older now, and he's still winning. Um He's just the epitome of a stud golf or excuse me, <laughs> tennis tennis player. Yeah, my number eight. So I took the cheap way out um, compared to what you did. I went Sid Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin. Okay. <laughs> um, Sid has had probably the more like accolades as far as like championships and stuff. Where Ovi's probably, if you asked me, a little bit better player, but. Um, Sid's been on like the better team, better organization. Gotcha. Um, so splitting hairs. So I, I, I gave him a tie. Okay, cool. Uh, I wanted to include a baseball player and I think this is just the best baseball player. I think athlete wise. And that's Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, probably the best player to ever play the game. Right. And we saw him live pretty yeah. cool together. Uh, that was, that was a cool moment, and, I mean, he hasn't really, like, won a championship or anything. Yeah. You can't argue that, but, like, his stats are there. His just physique is there. He's just yeah. incredible very big, to watch. very fast, very strong. Right. My number seven, uh, this is my last tie of the night. <laughs> um, again, I'm not here to settle this debate. It's amongst you. I went uh, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Um, I'm not here I to saw him on debate. a bunch of lists. I yeah. didn't include either. I'm but. not here to, to settle that debate. I – a lot smart. I watch the U.S. soccer team win there in the World Cup, which is once every like a decade. It seems like <laughs> so. Um, but listen, they're they're both. Um, I mean, what they do at at the level they do it is incredible. Um, I wish I was more into soccer than I am. I've gotten more into it um, as I've gotten older. But um, just two incredible talents, so um, they're tied for seventh for me. Okay, number six for me is Floyd Money Mayweather. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the guy, but yeah. just uh, his dominance in his sport, boxing, is uh, just really cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, just actually watching him is not really fun. He plays yeah. a defensive game. Uh, but he knows how to win, and he gets the job Incredible done. Incredible business, man. Exactly. Floyd, All right, my number six is Usain Bolt. Nice. Um, 
fastest man in the world, one of the most dominant Olympian athletes of all time, um, what he d- has meant for Jamaica, um, what he has done for track and field. I mean, yeah. listen, it's fun to watch him and just to see him against a bunch of like freak of nature athletes and just still just be so much better. Yeah, backpedaling. Yeah. I mean, he's jogging the last 20 meters. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous, folks. Um, so Usain Bolt is my number six. Okay. My number five, you've already mentioned her, is Simone Biles. Um, just incredible watch, uh, gymnast. I, th- I think the Summer Olympics are so fun just because oh, yeah. we're all together watching our, our country, our team. And uh, she was kind of the face of that gymnast yeah. team at that time, uh, the last Olympics or whatever. Um, she killed it. She was great. Can't can't wait to see what she does in 2020. Um, but yeah, she's a stud athlete, and I think she deserves to be on this list. So. Yeah, my number five is Mike Trout. Um, okay, I, I said it when you said it. I think he's going to be the greatest baseball player of all time when it's all said and done. Um, it's unfortunate he's going to spend his whole career with the Angels. Um, listen, baseball is not a. It's a. It's the definition of a team sport. It doesn't matter how good you are individually. Um, you're one and nine out there. So um, he's been on some really, really bad teams, and he's still produced at an extremely high level. Um, he's unquestioned to me the best player in the game right now, and I really do think when he retires, when it's all said and done, we will look at him as the greatest baseball player of all time. Crazy to even think about. Um, all right, my number four is Michael Phelps. Oh. Uh, just the best athlete in his sport period of all time. Um just incredible for what he has done for Team USA. Um, he has his scandals, but he bounced back at the last Olympics, I yep. think. Um, just a really cool story, really fun to watch when he's in there in, there in the pool. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's cool that we include these Olympic athletes. Yeah, so. yeah. My number four is Serena. Um, I think you can make the argument she's the most dominating athlete in her like in, in, in a sport yeah um i mean she just it seems like she wins every time i know last year wasn't a great year for her you mentioned it she won while pregnant i mean um she's out there crit walking i mean everything <laughs> she does i mean she's absolutely incredible uh, completely changed the game um she made women's tennis kind of a, a, a mainstream sport um so serena is my number four my number three is serena i mean you hit on it she is absolutely dominant in her sport. Every time you see a, a women's tennis headline, it's normally she, her at the top. Uh, she didn't have the greatest of years last year, but she overall through through 2010 to now is uh, is it, yeah. it's dominated by Serena. So yep, my number three. You you had just mentioned him. It's Michael Phelps. He is okay. the greatest Olympian of all time. Yeah, it's it's unquestioned. Um, there's no comparison. It's him. He's won gold medals in like four different Olympics now. Um, to watch him swim, it's it's one of the, it's like watching Tiger. It's just one of those things where when he's on, you watch, right. and um, he does some incredible stuff. Um, and I think what's really cool, you mentioned he has the scandals, but he's come out recently um, and he's talking a lot about mental health and, yeah. and bring, shining a bright light on that, which um, is something that's needed right now, um, something that's really cool. So um, Michael Phelps is my number three. All right. My number two is Tom Brady. He is my number two I as well. I think we're probably going to yeah. agree on both of these. Uh, Tom Brady, you can't knock the dominance, uh, the leadership. Um, 
you may love him or may hate him. You, you can't knock. He gets the job done and yeah. he wins. What's funny? He's is, a leader. He's just great. Yeah. What's funny is he's probably one of the worst, like true physical athletes, actually, yeah. like of all time. But um, what he does from a mental standpoint, how competitive he is, um, it's just dominance. And, and he just leads the team yeah. that is dominant. Yeah. So you know, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. Um, it's someone. Listen, I've been a team Peyton Manning and guy, and I will to the death of me. Um, but even like the last couple of years, I've grown a great appreciation for Brady. Where like I used to just hate watch him. And now, I, like, I actually enjoy watching him and seeing what he's seeing and, like, the way he tries to will that team to victory. And I know it's looked really rough this year, um, but you, you just got to give it up. I mean, he's got six Super Bowls for a reason. Right, right. So Crazy. All right, uh, and our number one is LeBron James. Listen, I could make the argument he's the greatest true pure athlete of all time from a bigger, faster, stronger, right. like, just physical, like – stature mm -hmm. i could make the argument on paper he's the greatest athlete of all time yep. throwing the fact he can shoot he can dribble i mean all of it um and he's a leader one and, of the best leaders right. listen it's not easy to be crowned the chosen one at 16 mm -hmm. most people think about like child actors how many of them grow up to be very successful mm -hmm. not a ton and he's had the spotlight on him for a, a, over two yeah, probably close to two decades now, and he's delivered. He's been everything and then some. Um, one of the, uh, to me, the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, what he means politically, what he means socially, how he handles himself. He's uh, an icon. He is. He is. And you see, like, him being a great father. I mean, he's flying to his kids' games on off days. It's the whole package that comes with LeBron James. Um, he was hilarious in train wreck. Um, right. So, I mean, just he's he, going to be in Space Jam, yeah, whether yeah. you'd like that or not. Yeah. But um, it, it is the decade of LeBron. Um, I Sports. Like, I don't even think it's close for sure. I I have nothing else to add. You hit yeah. on basically everything. LeBron is the best athlete. Period. Yeah. I I mean, I think everyone would probably agree uh, yeah. With, uh, yeah. with that on a, a objective standpoint. So. That's our uh, decade podcast. This That's was it. really fucking fun. That uh, was. Took a lot of research. We've been we've known that we're been uh, gonna do this for probably months, month maybe of, a month couple two, months yeah. now. Uh, so we put a lot of time into picking these lists. Like I said at the beginning, there are going to be inherent issues and flaws with our list. So hard to yeah. narrow it down to ten a piece. But it was fun doing so, and I hope yeah, you guys. Before you shit on our list, try to make one right, by yourself. Right, so it's right. harder than it's you think. Very hard. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you. I, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, stick around for there's go, we're going to drop a best of 2019 podcast. Obviously, we're going to be doing more in 2020. We'll be back in 2029 to do the <laughs> best, uh, the next best decade podcast. Hopefully, we'll still be around doing this podcast then. Um, we still have some more unfiltered coming. More the rest unfiltered. Of this year. I have. I'm. I'm going to try. I'm. I'm going to drop. Uh, my my annual hip hop written list for the blog. Um, so just a lot more content coming out, and uh, this is just w what's going to kick it off for it for the end of the year. It's been a really fun year, and uh, I'm Trey Lesio, the Don of Entertainment, and I have Brandon Ogden, the Constellier, with me, and you know the drill. Say it to him. Stay safe. <laughs>